0: Janine Hill at full throttle, wanting to cross the line in third ideally, got a shout to be able to do that because Steve Jantz I think is still behind her on the road. Peter Dunbrecht will be coming through in fifth position but Eduardo Mortara confirmed in second and he's lost another five seconds on that lap alone so the gap is now over a minute, it's 1.2 and a half in fact, one minute two and a half seconds and Janine Hill also with some traffic to deal with a slower Cayman next to no grip though turning in at Tiergarten and almost floating her way towards the apex there over the line goes Steve Yance first I beg your pardon so it is the Audi in third and then Janine Hill in fourth position so uh, three Mercedes in the top four but the Audi uh, leading Pro-Am in third position, it's a gap of only 4.8 seconds.
1: Yeah, and Janine Hill there, 12 seconds slower on that lap. I did think as she was coming into Tiergarten that she was looking a little bit tentative. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wonder how they're going to continue in the number 23 car because uh, Janine has John schofner to hand over to. Um, and um, they can't, well, they could use Fabian Schiller again. Uh, later on in the race, but of course, the problem is if Fabian's going to be getting into the uh, number two car, Dominic Bauman can't do the whole race on his own. Uh, well, he can, but uh, would be surprising if he did. Uh, so, Fabian Schiller, I would expect, will be getting into the car next time around. Whether he'll do a single stint, though, in order to be able to uh, get back into the other get Speed car at the end, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, uh, a fascinating uh, driver choice. Um, battle, leading into the last uh, second half of the race um, for Gethseed performance. First and fourth they are at the moment. First and second they were earlier on. Um, through comes in, so Janine is in fourth place. In fifth place Peter Dumbreck at the wheel of the uh, number three Falcon Motorsports BMW and then in sixth place Although not anymore, is the number 35 Jordan Tresson driven Falcon Motorsport BMW. I wonder if that was another car that went onto slick tyres and deciding uh, it's all too much because that's the uh, second pit stop for the 35 Jordan Tresson BMW, uh, and that is going to elevate the number 20 uh, Lamborghini with no entrant, uh, and that's uh, Hamel Heiko, Heiko Hamel. Uh, who's uh, still at the wheel of that car he uh, was the car driver at the start Heiko Ham running well in 7th place well ahead it has to be said of the number 7 Conrad Lamborghini uh, which is back in the pits again Axel Jeffries
0: yes now
1: that should be a scheduled stop shouldn't it but right. no I think that's the next no that's the second pit stop already um, yeah uh, you're right the 35s in as well i think they're both switching from slicks to wets a uh, message came up on the screen a few moments ago saying headlights on um in order to um because of the weather being so bad um, it's uh, not night time in the novo group but uh, it's dark enough but uh, as you said earlier on johnny the marshals need to see the cars yeah so axel jeffrey's being waved on his way out of the pits and that as i say is the second pit stop for the conrad lamborghini
0: yeah and so when did the seven car make its first stop was lap that eight. after
1: he, he came in at the same time as Valkyrie. so
0: we would already I gone as far as well further than sometimes it's even possible lap eight uh, especially when you've got a, a green flag lap as well normally we see gt3 cars getting to lap seven however of course everyone having to be slightly more gingerly on the throttle and therefore burning through their fuel at less of a rate and we've had one or two caution areas because of incidents at Bergwerk and Antonius Bucher to name just a few 7 Lamborghini Huracan with its 5.2 litre V10 engine heads out of the cut through on the Grand Prix Strecker Kaylee Di Martino I noticed now at the wheel of that car so Jeffries brought it in I think and Di Martino took it out so they have actually done a driver change then as well and likewise 35 doing a driver change with Hunter Abbott taking the 35 car over also in on lap 11 is the number four Porsche of Jörg Bergmeister so we've had a stint from Raginger Bergmeister must have taken it over well, that Porsche has made three stops now, so they are definitely having uh, sort of made a decision about tyres, and then immediately thought it's the wrong one. Get it back in again and change. And they may now have scuppered their strategy entirely, having made three stops this early on in the race. We're only five minutes away from half distance. And normally, at this point, cars will have made just one stop, looking to make their second in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Aston Martin heading onto the Dottinger Hur is still Alex Brundle for the AMR Performance Centre in the Vantage AMR GT4. This car now leading SP8T.
1: Now is it Alex because has that car made a pit stop yet?
0: It has made a pit stop.
1: So would it not now be Martin? Um, That assumes
0: that they were just doing double stints uh, and I could probably find that out via social media but i haven't had a <laughs> message from anybody right. that has messaged me so far. far there's there's
1: something wrong with that car yeah. and it neatly goes onto the grass there weaving from side to side i wonder if they're out of fuel um, because it was weaving to side to side on the straight but then trying to give it a little weave as well as he was coming into tier garden he uh, issues the opportunity to come into the pits then so it's not a uh, refueling issue but the aston martin there um doing more than it needs to i would suggest to uh, in moving from side to side, um, just to get itself onto the wet track. Um, quite sure what's uh, going on there. Uh, it lets through a Porsche Cayman on the inside. That's the 979 car. Are they actually battling for class position? No, they're not, because the 979 uh, car running is a Porsche uh, Cayman Cup class. Here's the Replay there. This is the Aston Martin doing a little weave as it came. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was losing control because he hit the curb um, and kicking up the dust as he went onto the um, grass. Up the, not the, kicking up the dust, kicking up the mud as he went onto the grass on the left-hand side, coming into the Tier garden chicane. Johnny still tellers. drawing a
0: blank I'm afraid <laughs> about whether it's Alex or, or Martin at the wheel I'm going to suggest that that looked more like an Alex type drive and I thought the weaving on the dotting of her was actually to try and get a bit of tyre temperature on a cool track okay, down yep. the straight but then that very wayward moment had me more concerned that I would have been otherwise
1: um, yep. not sure no I'll, I'll, I'll buy that theory uh, I think that's probably entirely sensible so as you say Johnny we're very nearly half distance and Dominic Bauman heading towards the end of lap 12. Um, we're possibly only going to get 27 laps out of this race with the weather the way it is. Uh, we haven't had a great deal of uh, portion uh, zones uh, what we have had is uh, some wet weather making uh, driving a bit slower, but uh, Dominic Bauman then onto his thirteenth lap with two hours and two minutes remaining on the clock and still this advantage which at the beginning of this lap Dominic Bauman had of over a minute on his nearest competitor, Eduardo Mutara in the HTP run. Uh, Man filter entered Mercedes, similarly uh, Mercedes AMG GT3 car. Coming down the Dottinger now still in a comfortable uh, third place. Has almost as much of an advantage over the, in a comfortable second place, it well, has almost as much of an advantage over the third place cars. That's Steve Jans with the Phoenix Audi. He was three quarters of a minute ahead of Jans at the beginning of the lap.
0: Martin Brundle tweeted at the start of the race that it would be Alex starting and he said please I'm not in frankly it's wet and almost icy like wet and cold I think that was a suggestion with a little emoji in there for our race plan is three stints of eight very long slippery and scary
1: laps. Three ah, come stids, on Martin yes. you've done more scary stuff than this <laughs> he's getting wet in his old age. There's no doubt about the older you get the uh, the
0: bravery does seem to ebb away <laughs> although uh, you would go against that theory Paul. Uh, No. Definitely. No. Uh, The 48 Mercedes then running in second place and a minute and 10 now adrift of Dominic Bauman so he is losing a little time again nearly nearly, 10 seconds. Nearly
1: 10 seconds on that lap as well yes it was what was eight seconds you said on the previous lap nearly 10 on that uh, so Dominic Baumann going very strongly indeed. Jantz, on the other hand, in third place, he was 46 seconds behind. That gap goes down as they cross the line now at the end of the next lap, down to 43 seconds. So um, it's a slight uh, improvement for Steve Jantz. Four seconds, no, not even, three seconds was his gain. Uh, and then it's Janine Hill who is uh, dropping further back, in fact uh, Peter Dunbrecht might be the next one through uh, um, and We're actually getting uh, the TCR leader coming through, the Moller Bill um, Norwegian Audi RS3 into the pit sliding around as he just tries to get the car to slow down um, and that's just to get it down into the Spit Lane speed limit That car's crabbing! It's not right, is it? I it's think not, right. yeah. I it, noticed you pointing at it. Well,
0: it? rear left looks bent or broken or something, and that car's not okay. behaving itself at all. I thought it was just a beautiful little slide. Meanwhile, there's more drama for the 320 Porsche, which is one of the alternatively fueled cars. Care for climate Porsche 911 GT3 Club, uh, driven by a man simply known as Tom, and that car second in the 80 brackets, dash G which means it's powered by gas and running in second in that division so the race leader is the other care for climate Cayman GT4 so within that team they've got a 911 GT3 cup car and a Cayman and 693 much better place let's tell you what the problem is for 320 though it's a puncture on the rear left corner at the very least that means the front right tire is barely touching the ground It's also carrying a bit of damage on the front left corner, I noticed, as well. Engine note for Dominic Bauman. Hard at it again. But, yes, possible concern for the TCR-class leader, which has just come into the pits, with maybe a bent tow link, or broken completely, on the rear, I would have suggested. although it was difficult to tell from that particular angle and also a careful climate Porsche limping down the dotting hood to try and get back in the pits and replace that punctured tire. Down towards Adanao Forest goes Dominic Bauman's Mercedes though. Tree-lined part of the track and he's going to burst into Adenauer Forest proper in a moment. Where the surrounding area around the track just opens up into a natural spectator area. Good chance to see some overtaking if you do decide to brave these uh, conditions this afternoon it's just after two o'clock local time so we have now broken the back of this race on the back nine but so difficult to work out who's better placed in terms of strategy here there's plenty more thinking to be done because a dry line is emerging once again now at Antonius Bucher and Tiergarten but the same cannot be said for other parts of the circuit
1: now you have to say though that uh, Dominic Bauman with a minute of an advantage halfway I mean how many VLN racers uh, and I'm doing this from memory rather than you expecting to know but uh, at this halfway stage how many VLN racers have actually had uh, a lead of over a minute so um, I think that's uh, slightly unusual the Total Falcon Horse BMW uh, I think that was probably number 36 uh, coming into the pits again, and it was coming in through the back entrance. Um, ah. So uh, that car aborting half a lap through the Grand Prix loop, and then coming into the pits. Yeah, I Mica- agree
0: with that because the 35 is half around the lap currently yeah. with Hunter Abbott.
1: Yeah, uh, Michele Di Martino is in eighth place in car number seven, the Conrad Lamborghini. The other Lamborghini, the privately entered one, is in sixth, car number 20, and the number of cars on the lead lap uh, is going down, I think we've only got about 10 cars on the lead lap at the moment, Um, so being on the right tyres has been crucial, Um, and if you haven't been able to achieve that, then uh, you're going to have been falling backwards, yes, going through Uh, yeah, the two um, Lamborghinis, then 6th and eight, sandwiching Nicky capsburg in the Falcon Horse BMW, and then behind that, in ninth place, uh, in fact ninth and tenth places, are the leading SP7 class cars, uh, 66 and 80, Johnny, which are running in ninth and tenth, separated by just under seven seconds.
0: Claudius Kark, who's now at the wheel of the Schmidtler Performance 917 at Cayman about to lap a Pixum Team Adrenaline car which could very easily have been last year's champions number one and they run in V4 remember this year car number one how is that doing uh, leading its class in fact so say? 23 V4 cars in the entry certainly they were on the initial entry list Let's just see how many started 21 uh, yeah no advance on 21 so we lost a couple and in fact the 21st position V4 car is currently in the pits and possibly has been there for some time now Don Baumann heading now through this is the latter portion of the lap in the longest sector so Brunchen, Flansgarten and now about to head towards the Stefan, Stefan Bellof S with Schwab fans away in the distance able to cope with a couple of back markers just before then this crucial run through the S itself and then get onto the concrete
1: into the Kleiner carousel and the uh, the wiper on the Mercedes has almost stopped uh, whether it's uh, clever enough to be one of these automatic ones which uh, uh, centers rain or whether it's uh, dependent on the switch that uh, uh, Dominic uses I don't know but uh, the certainly he's not using the wiper to such an extent as he was earlier on. Uh, all the leading cars on wet tires but coming up to the point where uh, a second pit stop is feasible uh, he's currently coming up to the completion of 6 laps on this set of tyres but at half distance of course, uh, we are over half distance in the race um, it does make sense to make your second pit stop so um, if Dominic does feel that it's dry enough then uh, I think pretty much he can come in at any time and the way he's going, sitting on a margin of over a minute I would suggest that uh, Dominic Fowler will stay out there, Silk Mercedes 1st, 2nd and 4th.
0: wave from Dirk Adorf who is sitting in the 160
1: car and that's oh, the that's M2 the, isn't it? That's the M2, yes that would be the reason why it's in camouflage colours. Um, I'm trying to work out
0: whether that was Dirk or whether it's Biteskevisa being installed in the car for the next stint. Nevertheless it was the BMW Motorsport M2 competition and Biteskevisa of the Netherlands also part of that two driver lineup in the 160 SP8T car. Biteskevisa busy with a W series campaign this year as well and I think is she finished third or fourth in that championship i, say, I think
1: she's quite well in the uh, final round at least um, yes i think she did she win the final round or was uh, um i think she might have actually been a winner in uh at brand's hatch in the final round i, wasn't there, I was there i was there really? now i can't
0: remember because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put the doubt. she had one win yes and it was, was no it? it was earlier in the season at zolder, zolder. Right. Uh, in belgium she was third at brand's hatch that was a dice i seem to remember between uh, jamie chadwick who fell down the order eventually Alice Powell took victory at Brands yeah. ahead of Emma I and Emma returning after about 10 years when she'd formally raced on the Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit in Formula Palmer Audi so knew the track but uh, memories of it were particularly fresh but Visa um, I think more or less guaranteeing herself another season in the W Series for 2020 and busy at VLN this weekend as well over the line in second Eduardo Mortara and he's closed
1: the gap marginally
0: it's a minute and eight seconds now to Dominic Bauman.
1: just a second uh, of a gain then uh, for watara over Baumann still Mercedes leading the way one and two the gap back to the third place Phoenix Audi Steve Jantz still leading the charge as best he can of course he's leading the Pro-Am Ooh, big slide as he comes through the tier guard um, But, at the moment, uh, leading the way as far as the Pro-Am category is concerned. And the Audi goes through 44 seconds behind, which is virtually the same gap as it had on the previous lap. So, uh, uh, stalemate has been reached, at least as far as the top three is concerned. Uh, Janine Hill... Uh, we'll see how much longer Janine actually stays out, whether she'll decide to come in either on this or the next lap to hand the car over to uh, John Schaffner. Uh, the car came in, you remember Fabian Schiller brought the car in after just six laps oh. of its first stint.
0: Is this a problem for the number 156 Aston Martin? Has lights flashing, it looks to be down on the front end I would suggest, maybe a front left puncture which is strange for a rear-wheel drive car for a front tyre to go it might be the rear nevertheless the race uh, not race, but the fourth place car Janine Hill heads now down the dotting of her as well but the Aston is at least on the home stretch to get that car back to the pits relatively quickly and it seems to be still carrying decent speed well it's kind of half racing speed we'll see whether that car then can make it back bearing in mind It has now slipped to
1: second position in class, so where did this problem hit? The front left, I agree, is uh, down a little bit. I just wonder if he's bashed a curb somewhere. It's possible. I would
0: suggest it hit in the middle sector because a sector that would normally take two and a half minutes is taking closer to four and the very long sector six and a half minutes when a respectable time through there is about four minutes ten in a GT4 car. So, the scraping is the splitter on the tarmac, I think. And, yeah, the rear left is still fully inflated. But is there damage as well? At least the Aston can turn
1: in. Looks oh, like there's virtually no tyre on that rim at all. Yeah, it's difficult to, uh, difficult to see there, but, uh, yeah, Alex has got it back. That's the main thing in endurance racing. And, uh, so, whether we'll uh, find out exactly what the issue is sure but uh, a problem then for uh, you said it was second in the class so uh, well, it was you know. leading and it's uh, slipped to second I think because of this problem on the lap
0: and yeah it's still timed the second as it enters the pits behind comes the Moller Bill Motorsport Audi or is that never actually left the pits after it came in with its problems on the rear I wonder whether 801's ever actually rejoined since we first reported that car to be crabbing and arriving now for the AMR Performance Centre to get to work so concentration is definitely on the front left, it looks like Alex Brundle's going to get out and Martin waiting just to the uh, right of the car as I look at it to clamber on board, there is a word from son to father to tell Martin exactly what's gone on This is a surprise, certainly to the AMR Performance Centre, although I'm
1: sure Alex was radioing in well in advance. Suggestion on the ticker that it is a tyre that has gone on the front left of the Aston Martin. um, Another thing, checking through the ticker, that... uh, Uh, We hadn't picked up on is that the Falcon Motorsports Porsche, which was running very well in your Bergmeister's hands, has uh, has had an off into the gravel, um, and that's why that car has slipped all the way back now to 13th place. Well, it made a
0: third stop, which was puzzling puzzling to me. Right, and perhaps it stopped because of the off.
1: Because of the off, so it was
0: able to limp back to the pits, but uh, and has rejoined again now. Yeah, one followed the other quite possibly. John Schaffner readying himself by the looks of things to get on board car 23 That is a helmet being strapped into place rather than one about to be removed and Water pipe also being threaded into the helmet by the looks of things So Janine Hill we are expecting in in the next few minutes Meanwhile lots of different lanes of traffic down the dotting of her depending on what class you are in there's a Volkswagen goal from the TCR division, also the two-tone orange and red or dark red BMW from Cup 5. York Bergmeisters Porsche, I could just pick out as well on the Döttinger her after it's been in difficulties. Looks relatively straight though, the two-tone blue Falcon Motorsport sponsored 911 GT3 and the 650 car is there as well. Cup 5 leader, Yannick Fubrick for Pixum Team Adrenaline Motorsport. So not in their usual orange and blue colours. This is the gold, black and white car, which had a bit of an iffy getaway. Both Paul and I exchanged glances when it uh, got going and seemed to just jump the row in front of it before the red lights went out, but that's been reviewed by the officials and no further action was the judgement so legitimately now leading the race and the M240i racing cup car there is miles ahead of its nearest rival which is the treble 6 machine now being driven the dark blue car by, by Florian Naumann 666 which started in 42nd position there
1: are 1 hour and 45 minutes still to go Yeah, and I think uh, we are probably getting up to the uh, next pit stop window for the leading runners the top six cars have all made just the one pit stop the seventh place car being the number 34 Valken Horse Motorsport BMW which Nicky Katzberg is still at the wheel of having had to make an extra pit stop to get off slicks. Um, which actually now look to be the right choice uh, to get back onto wet weather tyres. So Nicky Katsberg in seventh on newer wet weather tyres, um, but perhaps now beginning to wish that uh, slicks. Now the trick is going to be, of course, um, yeah, Dominic Boutman will be coming in, I would suggest, to hand over to Fabian Schiller, who will be taking the number two get-speed performance Mercedes from here to the end of the race. Um, you'll need another stop to do it in terms of fuel, but... Uh, um, the question would be for get speed do they put a new set of wets onto the car or do they go to slicks
0: these are what this is one of the rare occasions where because normally the rule is you go with whatever the weather's doing right now but because the stint is pretty long around this place eight laps the 57 car struggles to stop into the first corner and is isn't going to stop in time for the edge of the track splishes and splashes its way back onto the circuit the 57 car which is third in SP7 a class led by the 66 ACV Motorsport Club Porsche 911 it's a class entirely for 911 GT3 Cup cars whether they be of the MR variety or not and yeah 57 Peter Ludwig Peter Ludwig um, I always
1: automatically think it's Klaus yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but um, Yes, I mean the the problem with the Cup car is that it's not got uh, ABS, so uh, it is more difficult, if you will, to stop. Yeah. Um. And I had a long conversation with J M. Litman recently about uh, driving the, uh, the Cup car, and uh, he thought, "Oh, yeah, it'll be great driving a, uh, a Porsche Cup car," but he says it's one of the most difficult cars you can choose to drive, and. Uh, it's uh, yeah. it does require uh, an awful lot of sensitivity you can't just get in and be quick and be aggressive you've got to be very sensitive with it as well and, uh, I think that's what uh, Peter Ludwig was discovering on that lap Dominic Baumann stayed out and second place is still Eduardo Mortara uh, they came in on the same lap last time around they came in after seven laps they're currently coming up to the end of lap 14 so if it's seven lap stints uh, which is what what Martin Brundle told us they were planning to do in their uh, Aston Martin um, and as uh, we've watched enough of these VLN races Johnny uh, a seven lap stint is roughly what you would be expecting to do Uh, the car will do eight on a tank full and indeed the uh, AM class Lamborghini did uh, nine I seem to remember on its first uh, lap out there Um, so Mortara goes through, loses more time on that lap though, another four, uh, in fact over six seconds lost on that lap, the gap was went down to 1 minute 08, uh, going out on that last lap, Eduardo Mortara to 1 minute 14, and that makes me think that there's a possibility that uh, Steve Jantz with the Phoenix Audi may be in a position to have closed the gap on this lap out of the tier garden onto the start finish line then for the number five blue Phoenix Racing Audi R8 LMS GT3 and he crosses the line 43 seconds behind so yes half a second quicker um, than Mortara ahead of him Peter Dunbrek uh, behind uh, he's still actually j- just come now onto the dotting of her. So uh, Peter Dunbreck is going to be about a minute or so behind in the uh, BMW. The first of the BMWs, the Falcon Motorsports car. And having said that, uh, rear engines may be the way to go in this race. Um, well, we've got two of them in the top six. Um, but uh, Mercedes, Mercedes one, two, Audi third, BMW M6 in fourth place, another BM- an- another Mercedes in fifth, and then the private Lamborghini Huracan in sixth place.
0: Hopping and jumping its way then through uh, Tiergarten is the number three BMW and Paul says Peter Dunbreck at the wheel of this about to cross the line in fourth position then expecting Janine Hill and uh, Heiko Hamill and Janine can't be very far away from another stop for the 23 car because John Schofner quite clearly was getting ready to take that car over yeah, virtually three abreast as the Lamborghini number 20 is being caught by Janine Hill in the number 23 car or is it the 20 car that's just got by 23 in fact and whipping by the two of them on the right-hand side is Katzberg in the dark blue BMW number 34 got the Schmickler Performance Mas- uh, Porsche just up ahead which is the 917 car that machine third with Karch still at the wheel of that and they're having to go very slowly indeed into Tiergarten no opportunity to get up alongside the Cayman because it's got good straight line speed how many pit callers are we going to have here then just the one and it is Janine Hill with Katzberg staying out and the number 20 Lamborghini staying out of Heiko uh, Hamel. so Hamel sixth but Janine Hill from well
1: seventh place ultimately she was running as high as fourth though she um, was fifth on the lap before was overtaken a couple of laps ago by Peter Dumbreck.
0: yeah okay so Dumbreck came through in fourth yes and uh, Janine Hill if she'd stayed out would have been but behind Katzberg and Hamel anyway because they just managed to get by on the dottinger her but it'll be Ginny Hill to John Schoffner. meanwhile Danny Brink at the wheel of the number one V4 class BMW again having to see saw at the wheel and deal with slowing the car and also well trying to scrub speed off by seesawing at the wheel a little bit and doing the Scandinavian flick rally driving driving style to get the rotation necessary into the first corner very much downhill on the approach you've already gone through a slight right hand kink as well to then line the car up for turn one proper Talk about this place having 170 corners. I'm never sure whether that very slight right-hand kink at the end of the main straight is ever counted there. But it's definitely a change of direction. And a real struggle to find any grip on the exit of the Mercedes Arena for this short, sharp run towards the cut-through, which again is far from flat. You're having to deal with much undulation. It's downhill and then a slight rise out of the cut-through hairpin. And Danny Brink with another v4 car to have to deal with just up ahead by the looks of things the 734 car which is 19th place in his class
1: certainly as uh, as far as the race for uh, the lead in sp7 is concerned that's come right down uh, on the previous lap, said it was about six seconds a little while ago well uh, 66 and 80 now separated by less than a second as they cross the line at the beginning of the previous lap or the beginning of this lap i should say uh, that's between 66 and 80 in sp7 uh, 66 being in the hands of thomas gerling and at number 80 is lorenzo rocco di terra padula I can't say that name no, very often. No, Quite <laughs> it's uh, always very satisfying though in my experience <laughs> So which car is that? Uh, that's number 80 uh, car yeah, in okay. second place in SP7 but right on the tail uh, at least it was last time around and uh, coming up uh, it's had the they both had the same number of pit stops Um or has it? No, it's had an extra pit stop. That's right, the uh, the Huber Motorsport car has had an extra pit stop.
0: Toro Padala racing in the Dubai 24 hours as far back as 2010 and has done lots of 24 hour racing at the Nürburgring as well in classes V6, SP6, SP7 and more recently in a car collection Motorsport Audi, I'm going to assume, they won very little else in SP9. It was not Audi. In the 2017 running of the Nürburgring 24. So 23 back on the move John Schaffner uh, at the wheel. A uh, Michelin tyre technician taking a track temperature in the background rather chilly I'm going to suggest <laughs> and certainly not the ideal operating window for uh, any sort of tyres frankly but of course they have to be built to to withstand this sort of abuse on a wet and cold track certainly not the first time these conditions have been encountered at the Nürburgring 302 is a car I don't remember mentioning so far so let's do that for the first time it looks like an Opel Astra Cup car and is from uh, MSC Adenauer Herbert Schmidt Carlos Antunes Tavares and Francois Valles so that car just being overtaken in SP3T and the Mercedes Arena but motoring his way towards the end of this current lap, lap 15 is Dominic Bauman
1: Yes it uh, says according to uh, to my little app that the weather in the Nürburgring, uh, sunshine clouds rain 13 degrees at the moment and uh, so yeah you're absolutely right, Uh, I suppose getting towards the end of September um, the uh, leaves will be uh, beginning to turn and uh, the green hell will shortly be coming to brown hell. Uh, You had mentioned earlier on, weren't you, Johnny, that uh, one of the Mercedes was getting leaves brushed out of its uh, radiator intakes uh, when it came in for its routine pit stop. Dominic Bauman having to battle his way through the traffic, is this going to be his pit stop lap? I think it probably is, and he comes then. Uh, Rain is coming down a little bit more heavily now, which is uh, probably good, in the sense that it takes away some of the doubt that may be, uh, do we use wets or do we use dries? I think there must be very little doubt now that Dominic Bauman is going to be getting out of the car, handing it over to Fabian Schiller, and they're going to stay on wet weather tyres. Stay on, that is to say they'll get a new set uh, of wet weather tyres to go onto the car. about driving on wets in drying conditions because it wears them out pretty quick so you really do need a new set with nice sharp shoulders on to uh, get the best out of the wet weather uh, the way the wet weather tires function so into the pits is our race leader and he'll be able to sit there for uh, the best part of a minute before the second place car comes in and it probably will be the HTP car coming in behind him with Eduardo Mortara uh, this will probably also be a driver change. It was last, day, last David Arnold who started in the Man Filter Mercedes. Tim Sherbart is the other car who will probably be taking it over.
0: Strange that the number two car carries so much information but its lap charts seem to be one out for me because uh, it's just completed 15 laps and that's confirmed by the timing screen. So it's almost as if the data systems have also included the green flag lap. Uh, and for for fuel mileage, um, (laughs) that makes sense because often that first stint could be an eight lapper but because they do a first, they do a green flag lap, uh, most teams cannot make much more than seven and that's all included in uh, the fuel mileage certainly but the top two are in now because Mortara will follow the number two machine down pit road and as Bauman or at least the two cars are going to be weighed back into the race Mortar is just been welcomed by the HTP team the Manfilter backed group Manta through the Tiergarten and right behind the Opel Manta is Steve Jantz in the Phoenix Racing Audi he's had a long stint and at the last minute decides to come down pit lane caught on the wrong side of the Opel Manta now It did quite clearly cross the blend line there and I thought that was a big no-no when the drivers go to the briefing in the morning They're told to stay well right and in good time if you are planning to come down the pit lane So it'll be interesting to see if that is reviewed in any way by the blend line I mean there's a specific line a a lane that is painted on the road um, and it, it extends significantly before the pit lane itself and you should be well into that before uh, you actually go into the pits to avoid what's just happened which is Steve Jantz pulling right across the nose of the Opel Manta or just behind the Opel Manta I think it was in the, in the end but uh, yeah it's dangerous when you come from far left to far right and make a last minute pit stop BMW, Peter Dumbreck fourth on the road He's going
1: to thread his way through Tiergarten and stay out an extra lap then for Peter Dunbreck. He came in at the end of seven laps and he's now going round for uh, an eighth lap on this stint. So uh, Peter Dunbrek uh, will on the road take the lead because he gets going, or rather he goes through cross start finish before Dominic Bauman comes out. So uh, yeah, it's about a two and a half minute pit stop is the uh, length of time you're required to spend in the pit lane
0: meantime towards the end of the lap go some of the BMWs in the Cup 5 division uh, next car through Nicky Katzberg who is also happy to stay out for another lap so that will make it a BMW not quite one-two, because we now have rejoining Fabian Schiller Yes will be just ahead of Nicky Katzberg's BMW. Now on wet weather tyres, I wonder what Katzberg is thinking about which direction they go next in terms of Pirelli rubber for the, uh, sorry Yokohama rubber for the number 34 BMW. They've already blinked a little too early with their change to slick tires earlier on in the race now back onto wets, which seemed just about okay for certain areas it looks very, rather dry but there is enough spray for me being kicked up behind the car as it exits the Mercedes arena
1: I think that's right Johnny and uh, uh, it always helps as well when the weather is doing the same on the pit lane as it is uh, all around the circuit because uh, I've been there I know it you have this argument between the driver and the team manager uh, and the driver says it's pouring with rain and the team manager saying it's sunny Um, and if you get the same weather around different parts of the circuit and say if it's the same on the pit lane then uh, you don't have the argument so much Um, but yeah, so the uh, number forty-eight car on its way, and there was the driver changes on both of the lead Mercedes that we expected. Then, with Fabian Schiller taking over at the wheel of the number two car, the ManfILTER uh, Mercedes goes out with Tim Sheerbart driving, and it's Vincent Kolb having taken over the uh, Phoenix Audi. Took Vincent Kolb out in a Porsche recently. Uh, surprised me he was in the uh, again in the international gt open race um, driving a Porsche but he's uh, back to his normal uh, Audi uh drive and the gap still 40 something seconds between himself and the second place uh man filter Mercedes but of course from uh, Phoenix's point of view Vincent Colb I suspect as you mentioned Johnny will be quite happy to be leading the Pro-Am division Peter Dunbrek having stayed out as did Nicky Katzberg the two Falcon uh, sorry the Falcon uh, car of Peter Dunbreck, Nicky Katzberg in the Falconhorst BMW staying out for another lap but Tim Sherbart
0: taking over the 48 Mercedes, Vincent Kolb Paul mentions back in the 5 Audi, Peter Dunbrecht and Katzberg they lead one and two on the road and Fabian Schiller into the number two car from uh, that change from Baumann. Baumann had been in, in it from the start hadn't he because yeah. Schiller started the 23 car yeah so pretty lengthy stint that two and a half hours now inside the final 90 minutes. Speaking of the 960 car a little earlier on I definitely remember Max being at the wheel of that. Now it is his co-driver who is Daniel Boer. I don't think we've had Jens at the wheel of that though based in Zossen and the 960 car is another Cup 3 entry and is running fourth with Daniel Boer at the wheel. Cup 3 headed by 979 and that has Nico Mentzel now at the wheel of the car that was earlier piloted by Moritz Krantz, Torsten Young I think we've had a dose of as well in the the Motorsports Porsche 979
1: class leader in Cup 3. Uh, the change in SP7 that we were talking of uh, has happened yeah. with the Huber Motorsport car now having gone through. Lorenzo Rocco di Toro Padula. Uh, I'll just get it in as often as I can, uh, having gone through and taken the lead of SP7, then 10th place overall for car number 80. Uh, although I think that might have been a result of pit stops because, yes, Thomas Gerling has been in with the 66. Uh, and Thomas Capilla has now taken over the uh, number 66 uh, Porsche. Cup car
0: uphill now for the number two car of Fabian Schiller then so this is the rise effectively to the highest point of the circuit but tricky through Bergwerk Berg- 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 wasn't Berg- it yeah I thought yeah. so the right-hander and now to come Shen Kessel- yeah. and Klostertal and it gets very very tight indeed as you run up the uh, towards the Caracciola carousel. carousel itself
1: will be tricky in these wet okay. conditions bearing in mind it's concrete slabs. I've done nearly as many laps as uh, you have uh, around the circuit but uh, I did do quite a few in my road car many 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 years ago and that was the place that I nearly had my biggest accident. Um, only due to uh, Audi's very sensible uh, design of the car, that uh, um, it, it all straightened out, but it was in conditions similar to this, a little bit damp, and uh, I was giving it as much welly as I could getting up the hill. and. Um, yes it very nearly got away from me but it was safely uh, gathered in and as I say largely produced to uh, Audi's engineering rather than his skill on the path the nut behind the steering <laughs> wheel. <laughs> I mean the
0: impetus really is to get as much forward momentum as possible on that uphill stretch because you're fighting gravity all the time and even just an e- a feather off the throttle will give you the necessary control what you don't want to be doing is hitting the brakes unnecessarily because you're slowing the car in a bit where in a section where it's so tricky to get back up to speed so steep and actually the high speed nature of that part of the track when we often enjoy it from an onboard doesn't give you the full impression of what a climb that is and the barriers aren't very
1: far away they really not no. say <laughs> so that's where i mean that's where uh kevin estra lost the car uh in vln6 and uh, ended up clattering barriers on both sides of the track
0: yeah um there was a couple of monster accidents this year in the WTCR races as well there uh, World TCR races just three laps in length each of them there were three this year in support of the Nürburgring 24 hours. Over the line goes the class leader in V6 which is the 395 car very similar paint scheme to the 57 car of Black Falcon Team Techstar but that's definitely the 911 Carrera that leads v6 uh
1: a change in sp7 uh because uh no it is the same in fact sorry uh it was thomas Kapler and peter ludwig peter ludwig just out of the pits in the 57 uh, and he has Uh, just been overtaken by Thomas Capilla in the number 66 car so uh, the position's actually the same but having completed that second round of pit stops it does mean that Lorenzo Rocco di Torropaglia has (laughs) managed to open up quite a lead in SP7 uh, and is what about a minute and a half if not two minutes ahead uh, in the SP7 class. Remember that was very close indeed but uh, the number 80 car Huber Motorsport now well ahead.
0: Uh, not good news regarding the TCR leader just getting news through now that the number 10 Golf, which is the Max Cruiser Golf, I think of Andreas Gulden, has had to retire Because of technical issues now those two words can often mask uh, a variety of different problems But a real shame for a car that's normally at the sharp end in TCI is the Max Cruiser racing entered machine that started on the second row of Startgrupper grouper And that car out of the race by the looks of things.
1: Yeah, Kesselchen, uh, that's um, come off. And
0: that will leave car 804 for Matilda Racing. The Cupra TCR now in the lead of that class. Everyone moves up one behind In fact, it's a a Matilda Racing 1-2. With the other Max Cruiser Racing, Volkswagen Golf, to benefit as well. It's now into third position. But... Brinker at the wheel of the lead Matilda Racing Cooper that'll be Carl Brinker sharing the 804 drive with Timo Hochwind Hochwind perhaps so yes all change there in TCR in Cup X it's funnily enough a Tykeman Racing crossbow that leads the way because they've all been entered by that same team but the Best placed of the, te- the KTM crossbows is well, 9.29's in the pits and may well have been there for some time. Nine thirty yeah. leads the way, and
1: now, by miles. yeah,
0: by a very decent chunk indeed. Has Since the other 16, one been in
1: place overall? The uh, number 19, uh, 9.30 car. Has the other
0: one been in strife as well? Then that's had three pit stops so far, and the third
1: of the three KTM crossbows in the pits, and I think it's been there for a while. So yeah, so Gael Griezmann, uh, the only one who's still running uh, untroubled in the Cup X crossbow, um, in 16th place overall. Um, Mm. Saw a rather exciting new KTM last time uh, Radio Show Limited were on the road at uh, Barcelona. The uh, the GTX cross, uh, sorry, the GTX, the KTM GTX. bigger better in every way really right <laughs> and, and it was also extremely reliable over the 24 hours so uh, uh, had a good run uh, so looking forward to uh, seeing some more action from uh, that uh, latest uh, offering from KTM um, trying to get itself into the GT3 kind of category rather than although the crossbow runs in its own class as Cup X, um, the original um, canopied uh, crossbow was I- intended for GT4 racing, well now they're trying to get to a point where they uh, are developing this GTX as a uh, GT3 style car.
0: Any information offered about the, the powertrain? Because it's, it's still it's the a Audi? Five,
1: No, it's a five-cylinder engine Ooh, right. uh, as opposed to the four-cylinder e- engine in the crossbow. Um, So, uh, no, it's a a bigger engine, it's a bigger car, uh, it's faster, um, did everything very well indeed. So, uh, if you, I'm not sure how much information there is out there in uh, the world about it, but uh, um, hopefully it will be at uh, um, another 24h series race near you sometime soon.
0: Yeah new calendar announced this week for the 24h series which uh, means a lot of changes namely the first race which no longer uh, will be at Mugello but will move to Monza a lot of people very excited about that and also well an interesting race meeting potentially next July uh, where it would appear Creventing and the 24h series will be on the same bill as a VLN race not necessarily on the same day but the same weekend they'll occupy the paddock And it looks like they'll race on the Sunday a 12-hour race on the Sunday with a four-hour VLN race on the Saturday so that's uh, gonna be interesting to find out all the details around that but the calendar is now in the public domain for you to have a look at. Dubai of course was already announced that will be the second weekend of January 2020.
1: Yeah I think it's an excellent opportunity for uh bln specialists to find out about the creventic series and vice versa um with uh, every opportunity to do both events and with both events happening on different tracks as well um yeah at least as far as we know um the uh 12-hour race will be on the grand prix circuit whereas the Vln will be on its traditional circuit as far as we understand But, as I say, no reason why you shouldn't be able to compete in both races and uh, have uh, a four-hour race and a 12-hour race on the same weekend.
0: Yeah, um, a sensible decision in order to uh, bolster the entry, but I'm interested in the uh, the logistics of it all. I'm sure it's uh, very uh, neatly planned out already. Meanwhile, the number
1: three car has just been in for a stop, so Peter Dunbreck uh, handing over to Steph Düsseldorp in the Falcon BMW. Um, did Steph actually drive the Schnitzer one? No, he didn't, did he? Um, because he because never have had a chance um, to. He, he, no, quite, because it stopped, uh, stopped very early on, didn't he? Uh, the yes, it was uh, Farfus who started in the Schnitzer car, and uh, so Steph having his first outing on Falcon tyres and exploring all of the track uh, and a little bit more coming uh, out of the uh, Mercedes Arena. Uh, uh, yeah, so
0: both Falcon cars together on track, pretty much. One flashing the lights to the other now, with the Porsche further down the order. There, York Bergmeister.
1: He is... Well... Uh, no, they're m- actually together on the track now. That's the position, is it? Yes, yeah, of course, because, because just, just coming out of the pits, having uh, uh, taken the BMW over. So the Porsche just ahead uh, of the BMW at the moment for the Falcon tyres. Uh, other way round. Yeah, the other way BMW round. BMW yes. ahead of the Porsche, sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah. But uh, you'd worked out that they're both on the same lap, so that's, this is the lead lap as well, just about. And the Porsche having made three stops BMW just done its second so maybe one of th- well we suggested I suggested that perhaps one of the stops was as a result of it leaving the track somewhere because we got a message about that on the ticket
1: that was for the Porsche wasn't it it yeah. was for
0: the Porsche yeah I'm just w- working out whether one of its three stops for the Porsche was actually to change tires and therefore was a very quick one difficult to work that out now retrospectively however uh, they are together on the track dicing for position so still a fair bit of this race to go an hour and a quarter left on the clock and the chequered flag will wait for the race leader to come across the line even if it requires the best part of another lap to do so 152 Team Knuffy has been troubling the sharp end of its class this is RS3 part of the radio show limited network of channels 152 is indeed still the SP8T class leader and we are maybe in just a bit of a break for the weather now so are we going to start to see lap times tumble it's Paul Troswell and Johnny Palmer bringing you VLN7 So drier in certain areas, but um, certainly not others. And um, We're going to um, reach that point again where, uh, where the hangover, if you pardon the pun, of both trees but also the slightly delayed reaction where a wet surface um, becomes drier, but not beneath the trees at the same rate as the open areas of the circuit, at, a, at an hour Force for example, and also down the Dottinger That does seem to dry quite quickly, maybe because
1: drainage is just better on the straight. But, of course, you don't need the grip down the dotting hoe, do you? You Because it's all about momentum. Um, I mean, the the other issue and the reason why uh, the last part of the race is going to be as fascinating as the first parts have been, um, I would suggest, is um, because of the way that this pit stop is, uh, well, in... um, three minutes time isn't it we're going to get into the last hour and 10 minutes the pit stop length depends on the length of time to the end of the race so really it makes no sense at all to try and get yourself onto the right tyre early on because you're going to need to have a long pit stop if you do that. So you really want to push on and push on and push on as much as you possibly can in the uh, on the tyres that you're currently on in this final phase of the race because every extra lap you can do uh, means a shorter pit stop. Now, obviously, if you're going to lose time, uh, that's all well and good. You know, you do rate your pit stop, but otherwise... Um, you know, you really are going to pay a penalty if you come in too early. So, uh, I mean, I have to say at this point, the uh, advantage still very much with the Get Speed Performance Mercedes, the number two car, uh, its lead is over the number 48 mercedes because that's the, the one that we're it, most interested in is now up to a minute and a half uh, remember we were talking earlier on it was about about a minute and 10 seconds but uh, fabian schiller now back at the wheel has uh, opened up the gap between himself and tim Shearbart. um whilst we're in the advert break a little word to uh, johnny as well tim sheerbart mm. um has raced in gt3 but i'm not quite sure when he last raced in gt3 so um if at some point you're in a position to well just do some uh homework on the on the uh man filter driver um because i don't think he's been out for quite a long time um although admittedly i have missed vln races but uh, the number 48 car uh currently in tim sherbart's hands
0: um 24 has done The last five years, six years and beyond. Um, GT4 Euro raced in the Pro Division in 2015.
1: But not in a GT3 class car. Uh,
0: No, you're right. That was the point you were making. So, SP7s regularly. I thought Tim Shearbart had been at the wheel of a GT3 earlier on in the season in VLN. But I haven't got those stats uh, at my fingertips. I will look back on uh, certainly the previous race that i did with bruce vln6 cause I'm pretty sure tip bart was at the wheel of a a potent gt3 car for that so heading towards the final hour of vln7 we've got uh, just over 10 minutes to go and it looks like fabian schiller has just come down pit road we'll tell you more about that in just a second arvia bmw m4 down the gears and into tier but what
1: about oh. fabian schiller who's come into the pits rather unexpectedly paul truswell i'm extremely confused now because the message saying he's left the pits actually came before the message saying he entered the pits um, so it must have been um either a drive-through penalty um or A mistaken call to the pits because he spent no time at all in the pits as far as I can work out Um, but and he'll maintain the lead through that because he's gone through uh, in the lead of the race but a much reduced lead for uh, Fabian Schiller then and he's just completed sector one uh, in a time around about 20 seconds, not even, 18 seconds longer uh, than he would normally complete sector one. So that's the uh, time down the pit lane. And now he heads out onto the Nordschleifer. Um, but as I say, whether he uh, wanted to come in for slick tyres and they told him no, 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 stay out. Uh, we did get a message that there was a slow zone at Tiergarten um, I think that has now been cleared not at
0: Tiergarten but there's a, there's a drama at Schwabenschwanz right. and 462 I'd worked out had come to a halt which is the Porsche Cayman of Hans Sadler and Jürgen Vorringer not with a, an entrant name but it is in the V5 category 462 uh, with Vorringer Currently at the wheel, but that car stranded at the side of the road. And what else have we got? I think it is just that one car that needs recovery now. Yellow and purple flags being displayed there. Otherwise, we need to mention Tiergarten. Now that looks okay. That's certainly uh, an area that had code 60s out earlier on to deal with some barrier damage. I think one or two arm code struts that needed to be replaced there so slow into interschraubenschwanz I mean that's a slow part of the circuit anyway as people slow at um, decreased speed for a pretty sharp left-hand hairpin and a very high angle as well the second portion of concrete blocks as the Falcon Motorsports cars switch positions into Tiergarten Porsche ahead of BMW now so a good move from Jörg Bergmeister to first of all draw alongside Stef Dusseldorp and then out muscle in and the last thing Falcon wants is any contact between these two cars but they are definitely run by two different uh, parts of the team and they'll cross the line more or less as one so they are dicing four. So BMW maybe has to think about a move up the inside to repay the favor on Bergmeister. So that's not going to happen uh, Di Martino is pitted just ahead of them so this battle will now
1: become the scrap for fifth and sixth places. I'm even more confused now about this uh, pit stop for uh, Fabian Schiller because um, screen tells me that he's made two pit stops not three um, but we also definitely got briefly I just wonder whether it was a, a transponder error or something which uh, uh, made, made it seem as though uh, the car was a little bit slower but no, under 14 nine,
0: seconds I slower. I was to say that
1: first sector was lost so uh, maybe he did come down through the uh, through the pit lane um, and did lose quite a lot of time uh, at the completion of his uh, 17th lap and then the start of his 18th lap we'll uh, work out what the gap is because it looks to me as if Nicky Catsburg, having um, and that's also wrong isn't it because Nicky Catsburg has had three pit stops as well um, because Nicky came in for an extra pit stop for no he hasn't had his third pit stop yet so Nicky Katzberg is 30 seconds behind in the Valkenhorst BMW but he's due another pit stop this is the uh, the black and blue uh, Horse car but that car does owe us a pit stop so that is a slightly uh, false position with Katzberg in second place, uh, Tim Sherbart in third place about a minute and a half behind uh, but that gap should come down uh, at the end of this lap we'll see what uh, happens to it but he's certainly going to be around about 10 seconds uh, further closer to the race leader than he was previously into the pits has come to Kaylee Di Martino with the Conrad Lamborghini he was in fifth place number seven uh, but that will drop back down again to I estimate about eight once he's completed his Third pit stop.
0: So Fabian Schiller leading, but I reckon not by 32 seconds any longer because he did a drive-through penalty, what we think was a drive-through, cost him 16 seconds on Katzberg, and therefore Katzberg
1: is going to be a lot, lot closer now. It was a stop-and-go penalty. Uh, Stop-go, right, uh, for the number two car, uh, and he also had a off-track excursion. Uh, in Adenau Forest, uh, and that was just after his uh, uh, pit stop penalty, so uh, everything not quite going his way, no. but uh, so that 's the uh, the story for the number two car. It was a, uh, a stop and go. We did see it come in, um, still leads the race. Um, but by less of a margin although as you say Johnny uh, the Nicky Catsburg car will be into the pits very shortly so the gap which really should be monitoring is that back to the number 48 HDP Mercedes.
0: On the graphic at least it's the 48 Mercedes in third Tim Shearbart taking that over we reported that at the time the fourth place car is the Audi of Vincent that he shares with Steve Yants Axel Jeffries fifth for the Lamborghini Huracan, your Bergmeister's just overtaken Steph Dusseldorp into Tiergarten, the two Falcon Motorsport cars were side by side, Dieter Schmidtman's Lamborghini Huracan is in eighth place ahead of the 35 BMW Hunter Abbott from Falcon Horse Motorsport and then John Schoffner in the Get Speed Performance Mercedes number 23, former race leader of course when it was in the hands of Fabian Schiller who is now the race leader again but in a different car number two and he is rapidly approaching Flansgarten the Stefan Beloff S and then into double wave jellos initially then a code 120 and I wonder what sort of work is taking place at Schwabenschwanz and how far we are away from things being cleared up here I think again it's probably down to barrier repairs at this point Although there is a rescue unit on the scene and in fact it's the car in the barrier I think that is still being dealt with. That will be the Porsche that I mentioned at the time and other things going on there as well. So we obviously allow the medics all the time that they need before we worry about things like uh, motor racing again. The good thing about the Nürburgring Nordschleife is that you can race on all the other parts of the circuit And Fabian Schiller once he's through the incident zone can start to pick up the pace once again Catching a glimpse for the first time of the Ferrari 458 on the Döttinger-Höhr of Kohlhaas that car is still leading SP8 by the way the Ferrari uh, That is shared between Christian Kohlhaas and Stefan Koller. It's the former at the wheel of 139 and leading SP8 from the the ETs aren't obviously in the same class, so looking all the way down to no, that's what we to get out of bear with me a moment. Ferrari yes leading the way. Then it's the Lexus. Koyama taking that car over during the last stop, I
1: think, the Lexus RCF, car one three five. Fabian Schiller just going past the Ferrari as they came through the Tiergarten that time. Schiller goes through, completes his 18th lap Uh, And that was a 9 minute 49 for him. Now, uh, admittedly, there's various uh, uh, slow zones out on the circuit, but uh, nevertheless, um, as I say, that's partly as a result of the stop and go penalty uh, and also partly as a result of uh, Fabian having been off into the gravel uh, at Ardenau Forest on that lap and into the pits comes second place car number 34 Nicky Katzenberg's Valken Horse Motorsport BMW Uh, this should be uh, for a driver change I would think and it should be David Pittard taking it over for the third stint Uh, but with just an hour of the race remaining David should be able to take the car all the way through to the checking flag from here and Um, The car itself, the 34 BMW, will now slip down to probably 5th, 6th place or so. Um, And that will elevate Tim Sherbart into 2nd place in the HVP Manfilter-sponsored Mercedes. But the gap will still be in excess of 1 minute, I would suggest, 1st to 2nd.
0: And interestingly the gap at the line between the first and the then second place car Katzburg since pitted but it only came down by five seconds but that's because the the stop go for Schiller I presume will have been served at the penalty box at the start of the pit lane rather than the, the team's box so it will have been delayed then crossing the timing loop which is about halfway down the pit lane whereas the BMW's pit stop its stall is after said timing loop so doesn't really represent the, the gaps it would have been nice to have known to have hand-timed the, the distance between Schiller's Mercedes and the BMW number 34 as they entered for example Tiergarten because I think would be pretty close actually. It would have been about between 15 and 20 yeah. seconds I would think. So the gap would have been sliced in half because of Schiller's stop-go penalty anyway Gaps certainly come down between Schiller and Tim sheerbart's uh, Mercedes. Vincent Kolb still on the lead lap and is about to cross the line having negotiated Döttinger uh, The long long straight
1: that leads into Tiergarten and Hohenrein to complete the lap. Uh, why is Oh no, that's the uh, that's the uh, Horse BMW the pit isn't it? The Play wanted car. It is uh, still having its pit stop. I misidentified it for a moment. Um, so that car will be rejoining, and when it does so, uh, yeah, it will be about sixth place, I think. For that
0: car. We're now back timing to the end of the race, aren't we? As far as pit stop times are concerned, because we're inside the final 70
1: minutes. Yeah and it's so. about it's about three seconds uh, every minute as uh, so every minute you go slightly later um, it's uh, a slightly shorter pit stop are those stalled sticks
0: it. he stalled the car are those sticks though for pittard potentially i didn't actually catch a glimpse of it but if pittard can't get the car restarted it doesn't really matter they've got stickers on them so they're brand new tires but the team are surely going to have to run out and bring that car back in again because Pittard is really struggling to get any power into this 34 car race cars do not like all of a sudden being turned off and then restarted
1: sometimes unless they released him too early and they've said hang on don't go yet just wait uh, he's got the car fired up now yeah and he's on his way so I just wonder whether perhaps he went a little bit too early because uh, of course it's desperately difficult. Um, to know exactly how long your pit stop would be and it's down to one person in the crew knowing what time you came into the pits how long there was still to go and Pittard on his way now but i reckon he's on slicks yeah. as well because he really struggled to get the car through turn one there so roll rolled of the dice in every sense there a lot of time possibly lost uh in the pit lane well i don't
0: understand why he cut the engine if if he needed to stop then just leap on the brakes you can keep the engine running uh, but the lights went out and then he was really struggling to do a reset i'll accept that on the car uh he had left the pits and the team weren't frantically going no 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 so they they weren't trying to get him to well
1: they weren't running across no assistance assistance,
0: were they precisely um so it was a bit strange um but i don't know whether he got too far into the fast lane to legally well no he should still be okay to push the car backwards under human power anyway it's going again now and dancing go. its way around a very damp Grand Prix circuit on cold slick tires these won't have been in ovens will they
1: these tires uh, I think VLN doesn't allow slick that uh, doesn't allow tire warming I'm not sure on VLN mm. um, just I'm not sure quite what the uh, tire warming regs are
0: the evidence I'm taking is, is just how long it's taking to get yeah, these tires up to temperature pit on and he loses a car entirely there because he's starting to deliberately weave to get temperature up but the problem was the rear right got off the dry part of the asphalt
1: and onto the wet and he very nearly looped it. We'll get a high sec- speed. We'll get a sector time coming up for him shortly on that first sector and that'll give us some kind of clue Uh, whether that pit stop was artificially long or whether he was just being held no it was uh, much longer than it ought to have been so David Pittard you were right Johnny I was uh, speculating that it might have been deliberate Uh, he did have a problem there as he exited the pits wasn't able to get the car restarted uh, and lost a couple of minutes I would suggest and he's going to be rather than 6th or 7th at the end of the lap he's going to be more like 10th uh, at the end of the lap. So, a very, very trying race for Falcon Horse Motorsport here. They must have seen the opportunity that they might have won it. They were in a, a commanding situation at one point, They went on to slicks. Um, that clearly wasn't the right thing to do, so they had to make an extra pit stop to get the car back onto uh, wet tyres, uh, and then a further minute or so lost in the pit lane there for David Pittard. And now, uh, with a further roll of the dice, the car is on slick tyres when quite sure that, that is exactly what it needs to be.
0: Counter theories are always good though, Paul, so keep them coming, <laughs> because uh, very often you, th- you are, I am proved wrong, or, um, yeah, a- and it's uh, well, 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 often things I haven't thought of, <laughs>
1: quite frankly, because
0: well, your brain's going at ten to the dozen.
1: We, uh, we, we throw the ideas in and then we work out which r- ideas right. Absolutely right.
0: Um, it's a big melting pot. The sun's out again at Teargarden, and definite dry tarmac beneath yes. Uh, the cupra which is now heading into Tiergarten, that's the 804 from matilda racing which is the tcr race leader and is it still a matilda race uh, one two for matilda racing yes but the second placed car is only 16 seconds ahead of the other max cruiser racing volkswagen golf remember max cruiser racing led tcr with their number 10 car which has been the car to beat in this category over the last few vlns but a technical problem has put the 10 car out of the race and left 8.04 and
1: 8.06 now one and two. Yeah just uh, at the bottom of the top 30 aren't they uh, those cars in overall terms so not bad performance at all there Uh, one lap off the race leader Uh, TCR car class uh, getting greater support uh, in the VLN and another opportunity for crossover I suppose come next July uh, running TCR oh, he's going off the track as well <laughs> uh, as he gets down to the cut through so um, uh, halfway through the uh, Grand Prix loop makes the Grand Prix loop very much shorter for VLN races than it is for uh, the Nürburgring 24 hours for example or for Grand Prix circuit use uh, at the Nürburgring actually having said the
0: 10 cars of retirement it is being shown on a lap currently but what I don't know is whether it's been stranded in the 4th sector for several minutes now i.e. almost an hour and more Uh, the other TCR car that was leading for a long time the Moller Bill Motorsport Audi RS3 is in the pits and out of the race car 801 I'm afraid to say. So a little bit of a race of attrition in that respect. 804, again, not very close to the apex as it turns left on off the Grand Prix strecker and onto the Hansen back one more time. So that may be, well be very second-hand tyres. Cup 3 race leader into the pit lane with Nico Menzel at the wheel of 979
1: for luna motorsport yes that car having uh, gone extremely strongly it was in 11th place overall um with uh, the, as you say leading cup three i don't think it's going to end up uh, being best of the rest i think cup se- uh, sp7 is going to be best of the rest uh the huber motorsport car has uh, now established itself once again at the head of the field Andreas simpson Now at the wheel of the number 80 car, the gap though, Thomas Capilla has brought it down to 4 seconds. That's a good performance, makes me worry a little bit for Andreas Simonson's uh, lap times. Uh, Simonson, oh he's just out of the pits isn't he? Yes, so Simonson will be able to get to the flag from here, uh, whereas Thomas Capilla in the 66 car will still need another pit stop. So... Uh, SP7 cars operate uh, 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 when running in 12th, 13th and 14th place overall. The SP8, the class leader there is the 458, which which Johnny restored recently the blue and white car, uh, in 15th place overall. And then the SP10 GT4 class leader is the RV Azor the BMW M4, which is in 17th place overall.
0: Over the line goes Tim Shearbart in number 48. This is the uh, car that has Man Filter next to it on the entry but very little Man Filter sponsorship on this particular example from HTP. Normally we're used to the mixture of bright yellow and green with the snakeskin type uh, bodywork representing uh, the colours of Man Filter but uh, I'm more used to this car being the number 47 from HTP. Easier to miss, but stealth like it has got up to second position A full 90 seconds though behind the race leader Fabian Schiller. Both cars have stopped just twice So therefore we're expecting one more stop surely for these cars that can normally only do an hour and uh, They won't be able to do it in just two stops. So It'll be a, a bit of a splash to get them to the finish because we're approaching 50 minutes to go now but bear in mind in terms of the fuel insurance that these cars might need you're going to have to bolt on an extra 10 minutes to a potential checker flag at the top of the next hour and for those in the lower order classes maybe two extra laps depending on where they are in relation to the race leader when the chequered flag is shown but unlike the N24 where the chequered flag just comes out regardless of where the race leader is around the track in this format of racing we do wait for the current race leader to complete the next lap after the clock hits zero 162 is a Black Falcon Team Identica entry and it's going to come into the pit lane together with two cars further up the road as well so, all of a sudden an influx of machinery down pit road. Haven't seen any further information about what I saw as a, as a late call for a pit stop. I think for the Audi, wasn't it? Number five that jinked from the far left to the far right. But presumably that was okay as, for, as far the, as the officials are concerned. And also in, York Bergmeister in the number four Porsche. He's coming in from fifth position then. And was a pit stop behind the BMW from the same camp. Also making a stop the 181 Avia BMW from the SP10 race lead. SP10 top 10 prior to this latest bad of pit stops was 181, 162. Both, in fact, in the pit lane now. And third in SP10 is way, way down. Uh, that's the 178. Ring racing BMW M4 Driven by A. Bowman But it is in fact Horse Bowman on this occasion I might So we've got Dominic Bowman in the number 2 Horse Bowman in 178 And also Peter Bowman In the 450 V5 entry But The two SP10 leaders then Coming into the pits together And rejoining Together as well Just confirming on the timing screen now that that is a straight race for position. Yes, they have completed the same number of laps. Oh, no, 652. Hang on a minute. 652 looked like a SP10 car, but may not be. 652 is the wrong number set. In fact, that's a Cup 5 car, I beg your pardon. So 181 did come in from the race lead in SP10. And then looking out for 162, Tristan Vidas has pitted on the same lap but actually there's a good 50 seconds between them so 181 should resume as the race leader and it was Johansson to bring the car in and Eric Johansson takes it back out again it's a drive that he shares with Heiko Eichenberg meanwhile 162 is back on the move see if I'd only looked at the car types that would have revealed to me that one's a BMW and one is a Mercedes so that's very easy to tell apart and that's your, your top two in SP10 so Tristan Vidas handing back over to his teammate Tobias Muller I think that is in yeah in 162 and that's also the car that Tim seen, well was down to drive at least I assume
1: he's done a stint in that GT4 car earlier on in the race. Trying to uh, work out what David Pittard's times are like. Of course his last lap time was uh, a very long one as a result of the problems that he had in the pits and he tried to uh, get the car underway once again. And his lap time um, thus far on this lap is also a little bit slower. I think his sector times on the previous lap uh, also indicating that slick tyres not necessarily the way to go, although Pittard uh, didn't fall as far back as I feared he might. He's in 6th place, uh, just ahead of uh, John Schoffner in the car that led the race in the early stages, car number 23, the get-speed performance Mercedes, but the Pro-Am uh, entered car, which is still 2nd in the Pro-Am class but uh john schoffner then um having fallen behind david pittard but pittard uh i think probably going to be falling uh, further back when he gets around this lap he's currently in sector two going out onto the nordschleifer this time around uh, another pit stop from the number four porsche from the falcon motorsports team they will now be hoping to get to the end from here the car that had an extra pit stop anyway to get it uh, or to deal with a problem that it had in the uh, gravel out on the uh, circuit. But uh, with 45 just under 45 minutes of the race remaining, one pit stop still to come from the top four cars. And I reckon, Johnny, that's as uh, dry as it's been all race yeah. thus
0: far. I would agree, uh, almost the full width. Of the start finish straight. A stricken car being towed by the way into that little area between the the exit from the Nordschleife and the entry to it on the hats and back in fact a couple of flatbeds now making their way to that area as Peter Haas in the Opel Manta now turns right with the foxtail still flapping merrily of course from the aerial of the Opel Manta and Haas now at the wheel, Volker Stricek was certainly driving it a little earlier on and I assume we've had a spell from Olaf Beckman too because we are now into the final stint I would think for car 601, it has made three stops so yes, assuming they were all planned. I reckon that uh, Foxtail must be bone dry by now flapping in the breeze (laughs) like that. Uh, Fourth position in H2 for the Manta and H2 is led by 631 which is a Renault Clio RS Cup being driven by uh, Marcel Unland and he's sharing that car with Christoph Schmitz so they are the H2 leaders Fabian Schiller across the line that will put 20 laps now in the book. we're certainly not, not going to make 28 laps which is a normal say normal race distance sometimes we get to 29 but 28 on average the most we can hope for but in dry conditions and with relatively few code 60s as well and we've had quite a few incidents partly because of the weather i'm sure um but also with the wet weather which means you can't do as quick lap times and we're probably going to get to well I think, I think we've done six laps after the first hour so that would mean something like 24
1: or no, so I, yeah i think we'll probably get to 26 okay but, uh, um so pretty good going does mean uh, uh, i think what it does mean is that uh, slower pace means uh, fewer laps, fewer laps plus the fact that um, a slower pace means less fuel means that our race leader dominated Dominic Bauman Uh, now Fabian Schiller uh, and Tim Sherbart will be able to go quite close to the end of the race I think they'll be talking about the last three laps only uh, they'll need to stop now the question then comes if slick tires is the way to go and um, certainly the the sun shining and suggesting that slick tires may be the way to go um, the time is going to be right for cars to come in and make the switch even though it means a longer pit stop and that's exactly what Tim Sherbart does Tim Sherbart there out of second place doesn't need to come in from the point of view of fuel but decides that even though it's going to be a longer pit stop the time he's going to gain by being on slick tires now is going to put him um, with an advantage now it's worth rolling the dice Johnny because he's over a minute and a half behind but Tim Sherbart then into the pit and a driver change for the Manfil to Mercedes
0: and no real pressure from behind I think I'm right in saying because the Audi driven by Vincent Kolb which is a pro-am entry anyway for this particular race we've seen it run in pro before when um, Frank Stippler has been part of the lineup. but no Frank this weekend so Vincent Kolb and Steve Jantz instead they're winning their class no problem at all and they are a good minute and a half maybe two minutes behind in fact the number five car I speak of it arrives on the dotting of now so I was saying no pressure from behind. Going to have to get Tim Shearbart relatively quickly back into the race to retain second position. Well, he'll, lose. Do it.
1: he'll lose second place in this stop. Um, but he'll gain it back again when uh, the Mercedes... Sorry, when the uh, Phoenix Audi makes its equivalent stop. Yeah, Unless the Audi comes in this time. Well, it may Paul do. may it's decide t- the same thing, but he doesn't. No, was partly
0: because it was called on the wrong side of a Porsche, but I don't think he had plans to come in anyway above the Nordschleifer, I know the Audi's hunting around for damp damp uh, asphalt so that's still clearly on some sort of wet or intermediate tyre whereas the Mercedes now will be changing we think to slicks uh, gotta be and therefore might be able to hunt down the Audi on this outlap and actually get ahead of it and have the pit stop as an advantage too stopwatches being closely observed by those engineers at HTP there'll be one on the pit wall as well and I'm sure in communication with what's happening in the pit lane there's a BMW trying to reverse right into the face of the Mercedes and HTP mechanics leap to that BMW to ensure that contact isn't made and all is well thankfully the white BMW is back on the move also now from fourth position pits Steff Dusseldorp for Falcon Motorsports in the two-tone blue M6 big old wiggle there from uh, Tim Shearbart to try and get some temperature quickly into these slick tires but I don't think he's gonna have to hunt around for much wet track because these are not the tires to do that and also what I mean is not gonna be able to not have to hunt around for too much dry track because it's getting to be certainly two lanes in terms of width of dryness and the Mercedes arena almost looks bone dry from one side of the track to the other certainly not through the right hander though as they return to the Grand Prix track proper the Nürburgring 24 hour track which takes the Haug hook but not all of the Mercedes arena dry at the cut through I'd say and the car's not really moving a great deal at all for Tim Shearbart now as he starts to flash the lights and deal with some of the slower
1: hatchback traffic. Is it still share bar? That's the question. Because I think that yeah. was a driver change, wasn't it? So uh, my uh, money would be on Lance David Arnold having got back into that car.
0: OK, you, you were paying close attention to see a driver clamber out, were you? Uh, no. the timing screen's not caught up with that
1: <laughs> yet. No, I wasn't paying close attention, but uh, I did... Uh, uh, no, I think I think um, we'll get Lance David Arnold uh, back into that car. The timing screen will catch up when your car goes across the first sector point. Okay. Um, which it has now done, but we haven't yet heard that uh, screen's on blank altogether. Uh, haven't yet heard that uh, Lance David Arnold is in the car, but I'm sure you'll tell us. Uh, My screen still says Shearbar, but -but 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 I have
0: known for drivers to be changed later on in the lap than this, sometimes manually I thought, by VEGA and all those involved and thank you by the way to various people at VEGA who gave me an early steer on qualifying from this morning too, sending me lots and lots of documents through, always good to have that information ahead of a busy race with 150 odd cars entered. Porsche threads its way through Tiergarten, through Hohenrein as well, and back onto the main straight. This is the number four car of Martin Rackinger, Austrian driver, not sharing with his regular co-driver Klaus Backler this weekend. But Jörg Bergmeister brought in as a super sub. And Bergmeister wasting no time at all in getting this
1: car up to speed. It is running sixth at the moment, but uh, should be able to get its (laughs) way... into fifth place by the end of the race as a result of the pit stops for cars ahead of it Um, it'll be running from here to the end without a pit stop i would suggest unless we have another pouring down of rain Um, but uh, the porsche theoretically on the right tires at the moment for the job to get to the end of the race but as i say having had trouble earlier on wrong tires at one point and a spin early on uh, and an extra pit stop has uh, not been everything quite going all its own way for the Southern Motorsports team uh, The Schmickler
0: performance Porsche running second in Cup 3 now all of a sudden has some pressure taken away from it because 960 the Teichmann Racing 718 Cayman pits behind it that's uh, now being driven by Jens. And uh, these cars very grubby indeed having run for nearly three and a half hours in changeable conditions with dirt being brought on from various corners as uh, machines shortcut their way around the Nordschleife so uh, fantastically turned out yellow and black car looking somewhat grubby now Uh, certainly around the rear and bits of leave debris have been picked up I think by certain cars as well. I noticed even just after the first stint the 23 car had a whole load of leaves uh, brought out of its front grille. Um, by the way Cup 3 is now being led by 979. Now that was the car under pressure from the Schmittler machine early in the piece but Torsten Young has a much larger margin. It might be of course that the Mulder Motorsport car hasn't yet pitted for its final stop. Lamborghini Uracan side by side as well and that Is for position surely yes and that's the Conrad motorsport car of Axel Jeffries jumping ahead of Dieter Schmidtman's number 20 machine Jeffries having to go around the outside of a crossbow though and does that
1: very neatly indeed a little bit of Lambo pride there going on between those two Conrad (laughs) will be very pleased to uh, get his car up ahead of the privately entered one um yes the 979 is going to have to make another pit stop towards the end of the race Johnny so the Cup 3 leader will have another stop to make but it will be right at the end of the race and I reckon that he'll be able to get out without losing the lead of the class we'll uh, see how it pans out but the 979 made a pit stop very early on in the race came in on lap 3 and since then has only made uh, one sorry two other stops um, so is uh, going to be able to get to within two laps ah. I think of the end of the race.
0: There was contact for Schmidtman that's what made him made him so slow then onto the straight he was dealing with traffic at Tiergarten and had no choice but to go for a gap that was closing all the time that lost him forward momentum and Axel Jeffries was ready to pounce so,
1: so, so that battle might actually go uh, back the other way again if uh, uh, Schmidtman can Get his act together and put the pressure back on Axel Jeffries. They're still running 9th and 10th overall, 4th and 5th in the Pro Am class. And how far around the circuit is the race leader Fabian Schiller uh, coming through sector 4 at the moment? He's uh, uh, just coming towards the end of sector 4 I think at the moment. Still on the wet tyres, and we'll see what uh, kind of laps we've seen. got. Uh, so on my screen as being the driver of the number 48 car. Uh, yes. Oh, hang on a minute. No, 48. No, it's Lance David Arnold now. That's what you uh, said it would be. Which is what I said, but it was just taking a long time to update itself, and now Fabian Schiller comes in so uh, he too he could have gone further that was only six laps from fabian mm. but deciding that getting onto the slicks is worth more than the extra time you're going to spend in the pit lane that's a hard calculation to do that one um working out <laughs> how much time you're going to save on the slick tires the track's still not 100 percent dry no. but i think the fact that his last lap uh from uh, schiller that is before he came into the pits this time was his best lap of the race at so nine minutes 12.030 um, So, uh, Fabian Schiller back on his way again and that seemed like a pretty short stop to me. He goes through and he's back out into the race before the Lance David Arnold car comes through. Of course, Lance David Arnold has also made his final pit stop, but I just wonder whether that was a short pit stop from the Get Speed crew. Too short, you mean? Um, Well, unless they didn't refuel it. Um, unless they're going to come back in again at the end there was work.
0: some waiting though there was definitely some waiting
1: was there yeah right and the
0: car was just not being touched by the mechanics right. and, and they, they were they were keeping their eyes on the top stopwatch i think the next car through will actually be Cole in his audi uh although that's david arnold's just set the fastest sector four time of the race a 310.285 and the next car indeed through is the Audi but it comes straight into the pits as predicted by Paul Trusswell I think a lap ago saying the Audi owes us a start well here comes Vincent Kolb now to do that with 31 minutes still to go so it is a Mercedes Audi one-two, but that's about to change uh, Stands David Arnold is motoring along in third position
1: yeah it makes absolute sense now with the race leader Fabian Schiller uh, because Lance David Arnold of course had a longer stop when he was taking the car over because he stopped with 50 minutes to go uh, and that means that well that meant that he had to stop for two and a half minutes the pit stop for uh, Fabian Schiller was a lot shorter uh, because there was less time to go to the end of the race so even though it wasn't as short as it might have been uh, it was shorter than Lance David Arnold made it so uh, that's all played to the advantage of get performance by staying out that extra lap as long as they can continue to lap uh, more quickly on this drying circuit and the remainder of the race remains dry it looks very good indeed for get performance I reckon they're going to win this race by over a minute um, whether it's going to be Lance David Arnold in second place I think probably will be and then a battle for third will be on between the Falcon BMW which Steph Dusseldorp has now uh, got to grips with and should be able to go to the flag from where it is. Uh, and the recovering Vincent Kolb out in the number five, Phoenix Racing Audi. New fastest lap of the race there from David Pittard, was Motorsport. Mm. One of the early cars to switch to slick tyres. We saw how much David was struggling at the beginning of his stint. But now he's just put in the fastest lap of the race, 8 minutes 49.083. It already was the quickest. Thanks to the efforts uh, at the beginning of the race from uh, Jody Fannin, and uh, Jody's time has now been well and truly eclipsed. Uh, it was a nine minutes 02 that Jody Fannin did, isn't it? Well, uh, David Pittard is now on eight minutes 49. The track is clear. There's no yellows out there, no slow zones. Um, so every opportunity for times to get even quicker before the end of the race pretty obvious cross of the exit blend line there for car 804
0: the Cupra that has been leading recently the TCR class I hope that's nothing to be concerned about but a late stop nevertheless and clearly no time to waste for Carl Brinker who brought the car in And I don't think they've done a driver change but uh, oh but he's sideways can he hang on to it thank goodness the car's front-wheel drive because he must have just buried that right foot to ensure that the car is, st- it straightens itself out but that's come out on slick tyres, Dunlop tyres as it is for the control tyre for TCR and very nearly lost it into the gravel so not a moment to lose, you get the impression from the body language of this car, of Carl Brinker and the gap was timed before the pit start at 16 seconds so this could very easily now be a second place car in TCR with the other machine also a Matilda racing entry 806 but a moment or two ago 806 is driven by Matthias Vassel by the way but yeah the 804 far too hot into the cut through hairpin and well there's often a falcon motorsport he's lost the car again later on in the lap and this is a proper lose this time around overcooked it surely into the uh, the, the link road between the grand prix strecker and hats and back yellow flags being displayed for the wayward 804 car and i think that will almost certainly now give the tcr lead to matthias vassal and the sister machine at matilda racing so concerns initially for me that Brinker had crossed the exit uh, <laughs> a blend line from the pits but then far more seriously a half lose at the cut-through and a
1: complete off just before the end of the Grand Prix. Sure. Yeah. You know when you first went on one of those uh, uh, arrive and drive karting days uh, and they tell you to take it easy and they say on know, your first they, lap. They, 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 and they then put the black flag out to you and tell you to put, come in and calm down uh, it's a bit like that wasn't it? Unfortunately it was
0: uh, and I realise that the two cars are battling for uh, the race you know the class lead in TCR and clearly Brink is thinking I've got to get on it here um, but I'm afraid he's overcooked it massively and should be able to rejoin didn't see any notable damage on that car but he's going to leave the scene rather red faced here's the 23 car in the pit John Schofner bringing it in and
1: presumably Janine Hill getting back into it because yes. Javier Schiller can't because he's uh, rather got his hands full of driving the lead car at the moment so Schaffner sort of throwing the head back
0: almost as if that was a stint to forget just ju- trying to judge his body language but it wasn't uh, that excitable Axel Jeffries now goes fastest in the race so far
1: this is telling me that conditions are getting more and more ideal and, and more and more cars on slick tyres being the yeah. right job, job for the uh, right task for the job and uh, indeed no uh, slow zones around the circuit either so uh, martin ragginger was fastest did you mention that one uh, martin ragginger did an 8.44.48, uh, and now as you say axel jeffries has done uh, an 8.44.0, Um but confidently expecting uh, Fabian Schiller next time around um, to go quicker still although uh, maybe Pittard might be the man to look out for. Uh, the gaps between the cars are fairly big but we've still got just, oh, just under half an hour of the race to go. say that there might be some more action left in this one. Yeah, it wouldn't be VLN if there weren't more action no, left.
0: Certainly not. Something's gonna happen, it just will as it's very busy now in the the run downhill into the Fuchshora immediately after Arenberg and some easing up of the throttle for 162 despite it's just blue flags being waved, no yellow so can overtake if they want to that's the treble six cup five BMW just up ahead and this is a delicate operation to go around the outside of that car first of all before the uh, much more significant left-hand turn at Adanao Forest. Then the road opens up a little bit. Got Metzgersfeld just up ahead, which is the double left-hander, which uh, is pretty tricky. The first of those lefts much faster than the second one, where you leap on the brakes. And what about in Cup 3? 9.17 on the boot lid of another Cayman. Uh, Cup 3 is the all 7.18 Cayman class, remember? Cup 3, led by Torsten Young in 9.79. But behind is 9.17, the Schmickler Performance car. Was that Reimer taking that car over at the last stop? And I think reimer has been at the wheel for a little while now. Yeah, I
1: think uh, that car is due a pit stop. It's... Uh, Karl Reimer is going to have to come in next time around. I 9.17, think. yeah, because 917. it stayed out, didn't it? Yeah. And the
0: car behind pitted, 9.60. And does that also mean that the car that's got a decent lead 979 is also it must be doing another no, stop No, that's, that's
1: just made it stop ah, and okay. it's got in and out again without losing the lead
0: yeah but I mean the three minutes 13 displayed on the timing screen is incorrect so very easily 979 and 917 could be nose to tail but Paul records 917 owes us another stop before the end of it 22 laps now completed for Fabian Schiller in the all red number two car with the yellow mirrors, rounding the Mercedes Arena and just ducking by a an Opal Astra,
1: also a slower BMW from Cup Five to negotiate. It was quite a slow lap from uh, Fabian Schiller. Oh, that was his out lap, wasn't it? Because he stopped on the previous lap, wasn't he? that's right? Yes. Trying to work out why it was uh, why it was so slow. But uh, even so, 15 seconds slower than Lance David Arnold in sector 4 means that when Lance David Arnold comes across the line this time uh, the gap will be of the order of a minute or possibly less. Uh, Lance David Arnold having made his pit stop slightly earlier sacrificed the time but he's been out for longer on his slick. So here he goes across the line now into second place on the timing screen and it comes up new fastest lap of the race from Lance David Arnold eight minutes 25.272 the gaps a minute we've got 22 minutes of the race remaining the
0: 33 year old from Duisburg then Lance David Arnold's wasting no time at all can smell victory potentially and if not have a very good sense of smell then if not a very good position on the podium and Fabian Schiller is he now feeling the heat or is he perfectly fine driving within himself and can just nurse this 60 second advantage that he's got the BMW appears on the horizon at the end of the dotting of the other end of the Dottinger of but reaches towards the end of the lap now Antonius Bucher is the very fast left hander dry asphalt beneath as well and David Pittard arriving into Tiergarten with a clear track in front of it for once
1: so this sh- should be a pretty rapid lap from David Pittard I reckon two laps to go at the end of this one Johnny so um they've just completed 22 laps I reckon we'll be on to 25 by the end because of course it matters not where you are in the th- four hours but where the leader is under the four hours and then you can keep going until that uh, point so uh Fabian Schiller, I reckon, will have, let say, two more laps to go at the end of the one he's currently on. Um, so you need to be taking, well, 15 seconds a lap of an advantage in order to change those positions at the uh, top of the field. But uh, Lance David Arnold certainly setting down his marker on the last time around. And as far as sector times are concerned, he's just done... Um, the first sector, Lance David Arnold just done the first sector very nearly three seconds quicker than Fabian Schiller did in uh, the get speed car, so uh, it's, it's a tough ask this for Lance David Arnold, but uh, I reckon the, uh, I don't know, it could be down to uh, around 15 seconds, which is a mighty effort when the gap was uh, over a minute, not very long ago, well not it's over a minute now not very long ago it's a minute and a half
0: just heard a good blast of the straight six that powers the bmw m4 which is working its way now into tier leading sp10 this is a legit sp4 car rather than one of those machines that chooses to have a slightly more turbo boost but i don't think the bmw m4's are turbo charged he says speculatively. I know the the M8 is uh, at GTE level, Make I'm pretty sure these are normally aspirated uh, M4s that run in the GT4 division. The 181 car then leading SP10 and it is Eric Johansson at the wheel, the Swedish driver, Heiko Eichenberg is his co-driver and Eichenberg doing the lion's share in the early part of the race, but the Arvia-backed machine leading SP10 and the 162 machine uh, back in the second place I'm told that the BMW M4 road car is turbocharged so that will automatically make the race car uh, turbocharged so thank you to Rob again for the update on that certainly straight six though and it heads into the left and the right on the Grand Prix track downhill is the next bit still a bit of water on one or two camera lenses on the grand prix strecker i don't think that's fresh rainfall as that sp10 leader whips now through the had back bogan the gap is 45 seconds between Johansson and muller
1: in sp10 bmw versus mercedes two cars closest together on the track at the moment, Uh, currently running 8th and ninth places, two Lamborghinis still with the Conrad car just ahead of the privately entered one Dieter Schlitzman's car Uh, they crossed the line last time through 0.8 of a second behind Uh, Axel Jeffries has opened it up by 0.3 of a second on that lap. (laughs) 1.1 seconds is the gap now uh, between those two. They are uh, very close together indeed. The other battle which I'm keeping an eye on uh, on the timing screen is for fourth and fifth places overall uh, because Steph Dusseldorp in the Falcon BMW uh, is, if he hasn't already, uh, trying to get past... Uh, Vincent Cole with the Phoenix Racing Audi number no. five, uh, so looking yeah, out for that one. And the other thing which is lighting up the timing screen at the moment being uh, the pace of David Pittard uh, at the wheel of the number no. 34 Falcon Sport Falcon Motors- Forced Motorsport BMW. Uh, purple sector one, purple in sector two, sector three white. Um, because he was half a second slower than the purple time um, so I think overall it could well be a uh, new fastest lap of the race for uh, David Pittard at the end of this race, at the end of this lap but first before any of that happens uh, we're gonna get Lance David Arnold crossing the line uh, and he will, I think probably goes still further quicker um, he's continued to close the gap one minute and seven seconds at the beginning of this lap between uh, fabian schiller in the lead lance david arnold in second place still a mercedes one two um but in terms of uh teams it's gets three performance against HTP team man filter and um team man filter at the moment i reckon by the end of this lap will be well yes i think lance david arnold will be within a minute of the uh, time of Fabian Schiller coming past a tow truck that's going to slow Fabian Schiller down. Now is it going to slow Lance David Arnold down as much? I don't know. They're on the a Hoa at the moment coming up to complete 23 laps this time with 15 minutes still to go.
0: I hope that there was a green flag then when Schiller started to overtake uh, after the right-hander uh, Galgen-Kopf there was certainly a yellow flag waving that he passed by and then he started overtaking but what I, do- I can't have a great view of is the Marshall Post on the other side of the track which fingers crossed was waving a green Schiller normally very alert to these things so he's threading his way into Tiergarten again very very busy up the road for him to just feather the throttle and find a gap in the traffic we're getting so close to the end of this race now, it's VLN 7 the 7th race of the year of 9, you're tuned to RS3 part of the Radio Show Limited, network of channels with Paul Trusswell and Johnny Palmer into the Mercedes arena for the race-leading Mercedes AMG GT3 then. Fabian Schiller leading by a rampant Lance David Arnold behind. He's just done a 3.10 through the fourth sector, which is 10
1: seconds faster than Fabian Schiller. It's going to be less than a minute by the time they get through at the end of this lap, isn't it? It's going to be like 50 50 seconds. Uh, It could get down to half a minute, but I don't think Schiller's going to lose any more than that. Remember, they've only got... uh, this lap plus another one mm. uh, to the end of the race. So, uh, but I'm gonna say the other guy to look out for. David Pittard is lapping every bit as quickly as uh, as Lance David Arnold. So, uh, you know, we've got some very quick cars in these early stages. And one has to say, what would have happened but for the two problems that the Vulcan Horse BMW had? One when David Pittard was coming out, uh, and the other one uh, when the car found itself on the wrong tyres.
0: Yeah. And they must have been kicking themselves, thinking we've got to wait a whole lap now. In fact, they they waited two from memory. Pitted on lap eight and took slicks. Then pitted just two laps later to change back to wet weather tyres. A good middle sector for Martin Raginger's Porsche. Car number four on this lap as well. But let's wait and see what David Pittard manages to do towards the end of this lap. He's already got into the 8.43s. It could be much closer to the time offered by Lance David Arnold which was an 8.17 now the fastest lap of the race and prior to that nobody got into the 8.20s let alone an 8.10 or 8.17 as it is but into the 10s so that's an indication of how hard David Arnold is, Lance David Arnold is pushing but also how much track conditions have improved as well
1: it's not far off perfect is it uh, i mean you were saying uh in the introduction normally a quick time around the nordschleife uh this version uh the vln version is a low what a low eight minutes right down into the eight minutes oh something yeah. um so to get to eight minutes 17 i think by the end of the race we'll be down into the eight minutes tens and uh who's to say what uh might happen then and of course with pushing on like this you do you you become so dependent on the traffic uh noticed a number of points along this race thus, thus far where um you know there have been slower cars and the more experienced drivers really have to use that experience to be patient uh in the uh Uh, As they come through some sections of the circuit. Other sections you can take liberties, other sections you can hit the curbs and uh, make up progress, but uh, very often you do just have to be that very, very patient right up to the last minute.
0: not very far to go in this one now and by the way the David Pittard time was an 8.18.6 so he got very close to the 8.17 offered
1: by Lance David Arnold. And a change of position there Johnny because moving up into fourth place now Steph Dusseldorf has got himself ahead of Vincent Kolb. Vincent Kolb then back to fifth place. Still leading Pro-Am but uh, Steph Dusseldorf now makes it a one-two-three-four for the SP9 Pro class cars. Another
0: yellow flag out on track though. We'll tell you more about that in just a second. This is going to be an intense finish. Just 50 seconds between the top two. BMW, car number three then. Now ahead of Vincent Kolb in the number five Audi. The Audi R8 LMS that started from third position for Phoenix Racing started third on the grid after Vincent Kolb qualified it bright and early this morning the Falcon Motorsports well both cars really have taken their time to come to the boil but the BMW is better placed Steph Dusseldorf at the wheel of the three and it is in fourth position with Martin Raginger now closing in on Vincent Kolb again Because the five-car are going for a Pro-Am victory, that's not an immediate concern. They're more bothered about the the rate that Axel Jeffries is lapping in his Lamborghini Huracan. I still think the Audi is far enough ahead up the road to take victory, barring any major problems for that Phoenix racing car. There is a Code 60, though, out on track. This is at Flugplatz, with initially the yellow flags hitting at... Kittelbacher Hoa which was the uh, the slight rise over the uh, the road which goes underneath a a bridge there where the racetrack crosses the public road effectively and then there's a double right-hander at Flugplatz, named after the local airfield nearby and that whole section restricted to certainly code 120 can't actually see a code 160 on the tracker at the moment although one or two people are suggesting oh yes now that's that's kicked in as well the code 60 on the exit of Flugplatz and you can only then get back up to speed probably 50 meters after you would normally be hitting the accelerator so no overtaking through that whole section now and that's going to slow down sector two although having said that Flugplatz is now clear and Kittelbacher Hoa we're just waiting for information on whether that has been clear as well. Klostertal is the new area for
1: an incident. Uh, The car that I'm missing at the moment is the number 20 Lamborghini Um, and I just wonder whether that's coincidence with the incidents that you're describing at the moment but uh, Dieter Schmidtman was right with Axel Jeffries not come through and in fact, now coming through in eighth place is the number 35 Horse Motorsport BMW of Rudy Adams. So Dieter Schmidtmann, number 20 Lamborghini, is missing out on the circuit, I think. Somewhere. It's
0: Klostertal. The 20 car has come to grief at Klostertal. So this is the second incident that's only just kicked in. Uh, I was still trying to work out what was going on at Flugplatz. I think I would got it down to a car. Yeah, 477. We've got 477 stranded at Flugplatz, and now the 20 Lamborghini
1: at Klostertal with only, well, this lap of one more to go. Yeah, eight minutes to remain on the clock. And, uh, yeah, absolute disaster. I mean, the uh, number 20 car, and that was in eighth place, uh, already has lost a place being shown on the screen, pushed down to ninth as people come through and complete uh, the laps that they're on. But uh, very fast area, of course, exactly where uh, we were saying earlier on that... Uh, um, Kevin Estra. had his problem uh, in the last VLN race. Uh, the leader is, funnily enough, not running as quickly now as he ran on the previous lap. Uh, that could be with uh, slow zones out on the circuit. Yes, they're in the third sector. Sorry, they're in the fourth sector. And the fourth sector is where Klostertal is. So that would kind of uh, match with that. But uh, the race leader then, as he makes his way onto the Dottinger Hoa, for the penultimate time, less than a lap's worth of uh, running still to go, Fabian Schiller having taken over the car at half distance from Dominic Bauman having started the car, started the other car, the other uh, Get Speed Performance car number 23, which since then Janine Hill and John Shostman have been driving, uh, led the race in one car, he's now led leading the race in this one and he is coming up to start his last lap of the race through the Tiergarten had a 50 second advantage at the front of the field at the beginning of the lap I think it's going to be less than that this time uh, just looking at the sector times you know what Uh, the way Lance David Arnold is going he's going to take another 10 seconds at least on this lap so uh, Fabian Schiller he's in that awful situation isn't he he's got to be careful can't afford to take any risks but can't be too careful can't altogether stop he's just set his personal best lap of the race eight minutes 32.7 but even that is very nearly 15 seconds slower than the best that uh, Lance David Arnold has done so I reckon the gap could be down to 40 seconds this time Uh, might be even less than that and of course David Pittard is going just as quickly as Lance David Arnold is. So uh, we may not have uh, an absolute battle to the flag, but uh, it's one of those where it's absolutely on a knife edge, Johnny.
0: The 477 that I mentioned that was in grief at Flugplatz is the V4 entry that, well, last time across the line was timed the 17th position for Andre Sommerberg, who's at the wheel. That's the car he shares, with Beat Schmitz. We mentioned Biat earlier on the Fricadelli Racing Team BMW 390L which is still yet to appear at the end of Sector 3 so I reckon that car goes into retirement on the very same lap as this problem for the 20 Lamborghini Huracan and both cars still being recovered and both slow zones are still in place in fact the Code 60 now extends well up run from Flugplatz towards Schradenkroyd so that's if anything extending Uh, and therefore is meaning that the lap time or the sector time through the second sector considerably
1: longer than it would be but it also gives you less chance to or less time to uh, make up ground on the car in front of you if you are trying to do so um so you know that unless of course Schiller gets caught up behind some slower traffic into the code 60 (laughs) and that's a nasty situation to be when you are leading. A- absolutely, yes. So you've got to be uh, very careful. The gap when they came across the line was under a minute. It was down to 57 seconds uh, at the beginning of that lap. So uh, in fact, um, Fabian Schiller opened up the gap between himself and Lance David Arnold. Uh, the gap that came down, uh, that didn't come down either. David Pittard also lost ground. Uh, he got caught up in a little bit of traffic as he came towards the end of uh, that lap and he 2 now goes on to his last lap of the race uh, just while I think about it David Griesner at the wheel of the 650 uh, BMW 240i the Cup 5 class leader uh, he and Yannick Fubrich in a position to improve their advantage at the head of the championship having come into this round of the championship in the lead. And Looking for the moment at least as if they're going to get a full quota of points from winning their class the cup 5 class As predicted
0: uh, after all that those difficulties for the 804 Cupra you may remember on an outlap, the 806 Matilda racing car So the sister machine at Matilda has taken the TCR lead and that is Matthias Vassel still at the wheel it is so here's to the order in TCR: 806 Matilda Racing Cupra, 819 Max Cruiser Racing Volkswagen Golf, with driving that, Loris Prates, and there, so that's 819, and then thir- third in TCR might actually be 804, and is so Brinker, despite a half spin, a full off towards the end of the Grand Prix track, and. A potential cross of the line, Still hanging on to third place. And a podium finish in the uh, TCR category. Skating its way around the second portion of the Mercedes Arena. Was Vincent Kolb's Phoenix Racing Audi. Fifth position. 979 is the uh, leader in Cup 3. Torsten Young in the blue and white car. A car that he shares with Nico Menzel and Moritz Krantz that car is 11th overall now and trying to stay ahead of the 15th overall Schmickler Performance 718 Cayman and Kai Riemer doing the driving there but you're talking eight minutes or so as an advantage at least for the 979 so should be relatively easy final lap also for this car That's not putting the commentator's curse on it. I don't know what (laughs) it is. I'm sure it'll be fine, Johnny. Yeah, eight minutes. Come on, with one lap to go. Uh, 90 seconds left on the clock. The race leader is somewhere in the middle sector. So this is definitely the final lap. And... 57
1: seconds was the margin between Schiller and Arnold at the start of this one but already 4 seconds gained by Lance David Arnold in the first 2 sectors true, Uh, of course the 3rd sector is where the slow zones are or there are 2 of them Uh, no actually it's the the 2nd sector isn't it it? so we've gone through the 2nd sector already Um, and that uh, enabled Lance David Arnold to gain uh, 3 seconds so um, it's, um, yeah. I, I don't think it's reasonable to expect Lance David to be able to close the gap on this final lap. Um, or close the gap enough on this final lap to be able to challenge for the lead. But it is uh, entirely reasonable that they'll be able to gain uh, some ground. The SP10 leader, still the number 181 Avia sponsored Zorg wrench for BMW M4. That's the uh, GT4 class car. That has a lead of only 13 seconds from the Black Falcon Mercedes GT4. So we've had a good battle in GT4 Mm. uh, between BMW and Mercedes.
0: Yes, it's Eric Johansson versus the 162, which is being driven by Tobias Muller. Tristan Vidas in it for the middle stint. And Tim Shearbart started
1: that car from memory, 162. In terms of championships again uh, the V5 class being led by the 444 car which is the leader in the V5 championship class Norbert Fischer, uh, Oscar Zandberg, Daniel Sills um, and they are going to get a full quota of points as well but V5 only has 8 cars starting, Cup 5 has 18 so there will be more points so the gap between 1st and 2nd in the championship will actually increase as a result of the race if you're interested in the speed trophy which a lot of people are because that's the um one for the teams if you will uh, currently being led by miles by the black falcon team Water arena with those three wins earlier in the year from um the patrick assenheimer car for which they got 35 points each was uh, it they got 35 points in each of the last three rounds that's right plus um, some points for bonus points for qualifying fastest lap or oh, right. something like that yes qualifying as well um falcon motorsports number four car is second in the uh, championship at the moment and the number two gets speed performance currently like seven so uh, that will certainly improve its place to uh, at least six possibly fifth in the championship as a result of uh, its result uh, here at the nürburgring this weekend
0: 804 so that's the third place tcr car now starting its final lap of the race because it is positioned behind the race leader. One of the code 60s has been withdrawn and that's the one at Flugplatz so everything is back to racing speed at the end of the run out of hats and over Kittelbacher a The code 60 was steadily working its way as far up as Schwedenkroyd's but all those cones and speed limits have been withdrawn however it is slow at the tile still and the run up towards the Caracciola carousel car number two about to head onto the Dotinger for the final time however the 23 car will have to go round again with Janine Hill at the wheel of course and Janine Hill is just ahead of another Audi R8 which is presumably the GT4 version uh, No, that's the SP9 AM car, beg your pardon car number 50 and the 50 cars gonna try and now jink by the Pro-Am runner and Should get that move done under the brakes as long as it can stop. However, we'll turn our attention to Fabian Schiller and the number two car which is the race leader and the lights are flashing just to warn that one, one of the V4 BMWs that it needs to stay out of the way so I don't think it was ever going to come down to tens of seconds uh, and less than that because the dominance that Dominic Baumann and Fabian Schiller have had across the four hours they get a worthy win and although we're in the absence of course of the Black Falcon number no. six car it is still a Mercedes AMG that takes victory in VLN7 the paintwork on that car looking rather sorry for itself an indication of how bad the weather has been over the last 240 minutes and now into Tiergarten comes Lance David Arnold his charge to the finish has not gone unnoticed and maybe had there been another three or four laps it could have been very very close indeed but Lance David Arnold basically running out of time he will though get a second place finish for HTP Motorsport and the Man Filter Squad with their number 48 Mercedes. Congratulations therefore to Lance David Arnold who finishes that race and the other drivers that were involved in that run Tim Shearbart and Eduardo Mortara yeah it's
1: it, uh, I mean again it was another 15 seconds that uh, Lance David Arnold took off the leader on that last lap but it was never going to be uh, anything but a get speed win really um, nothing uh, I mean it was a it was a perfect race and you have to show this is what teamwork is all about because get speed performance just did everything right uh, at throughout the four hours of the race. You know, they got the car on the right tyres. Uh, they ran long, uh, as you have to do at the beginning of the race. Uh, they got Fabian Schiller into the car. Uh, Fabian didn't put a foot wrong either. And uh, no, it was, a, it was a great performance from the Getsby performance team. And uh, as you said, uh, Johnny, a very worthy win for that uh, entire crew, I would say. Here comes David
0: Pittard, still on the ragged edge as he goes through Antonius Bucher and into Tiergarten and Hohenrein and the Horse Motorsport BMW squad will get a podium for their trouble but you just sense it could have been a whole lot more had they not encountered one or two issues including a tricky tyre choice but they just went in the wrong direction One five six Aston Martin heads across the line that is the driver course for the two Brundles Martin and Alex namely to celebrate the 60th year for Martin Brundle he celebrated his 60th birthday on the 1st of June this year so congratulations to Martin and also to them for having to deal with a bit of difficulty in the middle of the race a puncture when they were leading at the time and yes it's second place in the end in the SP8 t field when the win goes to the 152 Black Falcon Team Knuffy squad so that was uh, Yannick Metler and Mustafa Mehmet Kaya, the Turk, who took
1: victory in SP8T. A good performance nonetheless. I mean, they are in the top 30 from uh, the Brundle father and son. And uh, no, I think that, uh, you know, you, you just wonder sometimes. There might, there might be a little scene. I don't know much how much longer Martin is going to uh, keep his helmet. Um, But uh, you just wonder whether that's going to be the the, uh, rejuvenation of him and uh, you know he uh, clearly still has what it takes even at the age of 60 and uh, even though he described it as being scary um, I'm sure uh, you know like a lot of drivers you get out of the uh, car and you say yeah that was scary but I want to do it again please.
0: Well, that's not his first VLN of the year, but it is the first VLN with both Alex and Martin in the same car. And I'm sure they will have thoroughly enjoyed that. But it would have been nice, I suppose, for Alex to hand the car over in better condition to, to Dad without the, the, the punctured tyre, which cost them oh, three or four minutes on, probably on that in-lap. Uh, we still need to have a chat to, to Alex at a later today to find out exactly how that puncture happened, whether it was through curb strikes or contact with another car or just natural wear and tear. Possibly a bit
1: of debris that you ran over. Yeah, all sorts of possibilities. Um, but you are absolutely right. It is unusual for a front tyre to go. It's not really the rears.
0: SP10 battle, I think, has changed position. Now, is that the 162 Mercedes getting ahead of Johansson? in 181 I reckon it is and they only of course started this lap separated by 14 seconds we're going to get a change of lead on the final lap in sp10 as long as the mercedes can get by a bmw they think about almost going to a breast because the black falcon mercedes struggle to get by a back marker this might be a drag race to the line at this rate and we Unfortunately, I can't tell you at this stage because what a time for my screen to freeze across the line. I'm going to be entirely reliant here on the order as they cut the beam and... The BMW got back back by 19 thousandths of a second. Well, that that was my fear because while Müller was caught behind the BMW, uh, uh, the 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 backmarking BMW, and I think Johansson was just able to hit the the right hand pedal much more, much earlier than the Mercedes. I apologise for that, but we've been troubled with a sticky screen all race <laughs> and it's completely frozen at this point as the two headed into uh, into Tiergarten so I'm sure many of you listening to this and enjoying the live stream will have known exactly what went on there I still don't know at this point <laughs> but I do know that the RV Azor Sport BMW that was overtaken on the final lap by the team identica black Falcon Mercedes got back in front by 19 thousandths of a second—that's the sort of split time that will be looked again at uh, by by Vega, the timing uh, company, to to make sure it is correct from a visual standpoint. I think because that all—I mean—it also goes goes down to where the transponder fits in the car, you know, where it's positioned in the car. Um, but
1: we'll wait and see because that's a hair's breadth, isn't it? and I mean illustration that you don't just need to have a battle at the front of the field to make a good race and uh, fantastic result then uh, for the RVS or French for BMW because I thought that was going to go to the Mercedes so uh, a Mercedes won SP8T uh, which is kind of uh, the resort for uh, GT4 class cars that are supposed to be quicker uh, although they actually it was the genuine GT4 class cars that finished ahead on the road Uh, so Johannes in the RVer Zorg Rangeport BMW finishing ahead of uh, Muller in the uh, Mercedes and then the next one up was Yannick Metler in the other knuffly uh, Mercedes but as I say that running as an SP10 class car went through and took the checkered flag first winning the cup X next car up on the road car number 930 in 20th place was the 1 Racing Crossbow car number 970 uh, in the sorry car number 930 winning the cup X class in the hands of Florian Bodin and then the next class winner was in the TCR class car number 806 the Cupra uh, from the Matilda Racing team which had led Pretty much throughout, winning again by just under 20 seconds from the 819 car of Loris Prattis, uh, and I think Johnny, uh, yeah, because he's so good with his uh, with, with with the internet, can now describe that fight on that pass. Right. Well, right, you've got a slow BMW going about its own
0: business, Mercedes struggling to get through, uh, and then the 181 BMW right on the tail of the Mercedes. I'm hoping there wasn't any contact as they came out. Of Tiergarten BMW using the slipstream from the Mercedes jinking out of line at the last possible moment and just getting slightly better momentum BMW I mean couldn't be closer to the edge of the track and they cross the line still side by side But that 162 Mercedes just didn't have the D- punch didn't have the ponies at the end did out, out of the corner And um, uh, whether that's how they balanced the performance and yeah. it actually gives the BMW the edge you know in the sort of mid medium speed corners when you're in second third gear and then pulling out of the, out of uh, that uh, chicane that ends the lap and then perhaps the mercedes comes into its own higher up the rev range but uh yeah i didn't expect that purely because they were in the opposite order as they headed through the final sequence
1: Yes, and, and interestingly, it was uh, um, y- y- you got the feeling that from where the BMW was, uh, it really had quite a bit of ground to make up, because it was a full length behind as they came up that little crest. There's a little crest just as you come out of the Tiergarten chicane, uh, and then as you come over the crest, uh, that was where the BMW just seemed to have uh, a little bit more power coming out of the corner. Mercedes missed the apex
0: of the right-hander, and then went possibly a bit too deep into the left, and I just think whether whether um, Johansson just eased back a bit and then hit the accelerator earlier uh, than the 162 Mercedes but uh, again that's something that really only the drivers could tell us. Tobias Muller though must be thinking if if only I just uh, uh, read that situation slightly better he only needed two hundredths of a second more and would have uh, taken the victory but that's how close it can be after 24 laps for SP10 and 25 laps for the overall winners that uh, and the gap the winning margin uh, 42 seconds now compare that to VLN 6 which was only over a 2 minute winning margin so it's uh, yeah. considerably tighter and, um, and I think another lap, and we would have been down into the sort of 30-second territory, perhaps.
1: Yes, yeah, so and what, what, uh, what I kind of find interesting is that we only got the 25 laps completed because it, it wasn't really as if um, you know that there, there, there were no uh, there, there were plenty of code 60s, but we've certainly had VLN races with more code 60s, but. Um, the the pace early on and I think the, the damp conditions that just went on for so long in the early part of the race just uh, uh, meant that we couldn't quite get as many laps completed as we would have done otherwise and uh, we weren't that far over the four hours when we uh, actually took the chequered flag, sometimes we've been six minutes over the four hours when we've actually got to the chequered flag but uh, Generally, we get to 26, 27 and on occasion 28 laps. This time it was only 25, as uh, Johnny was saying, for the race win um, and a winning margin of 42 seconds. David Pittard, uh, as you say, I mean, they really must be uh, wondering what might have been because uh, that was uh, a great race from uh, the three drivers in the Vulcan horse car with... Uh, um, Surprisingly, Nicky Katzberg, the least attention grabbing of the three of them. Um, I say that advisedly. Johnny, yeah. Jody, Jody Fannin uh, and David Pittard, uh, the two British drivers, were um, certainly the stars of the show. And Nicky was, uh, I mean, he, he got the car when it was in the wrong place on the wrong tyres, um, but he wasn't able to, uh, to capitalize on it and, uh, as I say, was, uh, had his uh, light rather overshadowed by uh, the two Brits. Uh, And good to see two British drivers. Um, VLN is not something which uh, attracts a lot of uh, British drivers, but uh, David Pittard and Jodie Fannin doing uh, a great job at the wheel of the number 34 Valkenhorst Valkenhorst car. And uh, I think under the circumstances, they'll be happy with a third place uh, and a place on the podium, of course it's Racing, a good run in the Pro-Am class. The number five car uh, coming home in third place with just Vincent Kolb and Steve Yans driving that car. But uh, good b- performance from them, although Vincent Kolb did fade a little bit towards the end of the race. Uh, as far as the other two cars on the Pro-Am podium, Axel Jeffries with the Conrad Lamborghini. Good result for him with uh, Michele Di Martino uh, driving the car. Uh, for the other portion of the race and third in the Pro-Am class was the Pro-Am car from the uh, Valkenhorst stable. Valkenhorst having come with three cars they got uh, one car in third place in Pro, uh, one car in third place in Am um, and then one car in second place in the other am class um we never mentioned the schnitzer bmw because that did actually come out of the pits again at some point oh right okay Um, so it did finish the race good um, but But many 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 laps down many many laps down yes
0: Uh, an early problem you may remember for the number four porsche and there was some contact for the Avia bmw in the cup 5 division the 614 clio coming to grief on the intersection between the Grand Prix striker and Hatson back and a question of just hanging on for dear life at times for a number of cars that were either on the wrong tires or were on tires for five laps in the future should we say 7.05 with a couple of half spins at the first corner and for those about to take over a moment of contemplation maybe trying to work through a plan of how they're going to attack the next portion of the race Sideways moment for the Aston Martin, which did have at the time Alex Brundle uh, at the wheel. The 801 Audi hit problems with broken, well some sort of broken arm towards the rear which meant it came into the pits crabbing. There was also a puncture for one of the care for climate Porsches and uh, nearly an off track moment for last year's champions in their V4 BMW. Door-to-door, Contact between the number 20 Lamborghini, which meant it was able to be picked off by Axel Jeffries in the, the other Uracan. This was a moment to forget, sadly, for one of the Matilda Racing Cooper drivers. Two squirrely moments on the same lap, which effectively lost it, the TCR lead but all hugs and smiles down at GetSpeed Performance. They had a spectacular qualifying earlier on in the day which put their two cars on the front row and this the moment for the SP10 race win with the 181 BMW nipping to the line by the smallest of margins 19 thousandths of a second separated the Avia 181 BMW from the Mercedes or Black Falcon Team Identica, number 162. Congratulations to Johansen and to Eichenberg, who take victory in SP10. And we're going to get as many uh, different class winners on the podium as we can, as usual. First of all, unsurprisingly, it will be the overall top three. But I'm just hearing we are here, we are waiting for a final result so that is taking its time to come through whether there are one or two things that need to be ironed out before that is released not entirely sure there were things that need to be looked back on by the officials including the race start in one or two of the groups and then some contact uh, at various points as well but you know the winner's ceremony is moments away so it might just be that the result needs to be printed off into some hard copies rather than be relied upon on an electronic device. There is opportunity, though, for us to look back on the official result. It was a winning margin by uh, 42.5 seconds for the Fabian Schiller and Dominic Bauman number two Mercedes AMG GT3 of Get Speed Performance. Congratulations to that squad once again from another Mercedes AMG GT3, but this time the entry from team man filter and HTP entered car so a one two four the twin pointed uh, the uh, three-pointed star I should say third position for the BMW M6 GT3 of Nicky Katzberg, David Pittard and Jody Fanning in car number 34 and in fourth position another BMW M6 of Peter Dunbreck and Steph Dusseldorp Cup 5 winners are going to head to the podium for their Uh, chance in the limelight therefore after a spectacular race in a well-subscribed Cup 5 for BMW M240i racing cup cars. Fifth position the Audi R8 LMS of Vincent Kolb and Steve Jans. Sixth place, the best of the Porsches, disappointingly for any fan of Porsche, just sixth position for York Bergmeister and Martin Rackinger That was the car that spun on the opening lap. Axel Jeffries and Michele Di Martino get a Lamborghini into the top seven. Ahead of another BMW M6, another Horse Motorsport entered car in fact of Rudy Adams, Hunter Abbott and Jordan Tresson. The best-placed SP7 car finished 9th. That's a Porsche 911 GT3 cup car by definition of that class. Simonson, Rocco D. Toropadilla, and Kolb. And in 10th position, number 23, the Mercedes-AMG GT3 of John Schoffner, Janine Hill and Fabian Schiller. By the way, the win in Pro-Am going the way of the Audi, car number 5, that finished 5th overall. But Audi number 5 finishing as the first placed Pro-Am car ahead of the 7 lambo and the number 35 bmw still the presentation for or the the preparations ahead of the podium continue so let's go on to page 2 of timing because these are all cars that finished at least a lap down now but first as the of the cup 3s across the line was the 979 Porsche Porsche 718 Cayman of Nico Menzel, Torsten Young and Moritz Krantz Second in SP7 and 12th overall was the 66 Porsche of Capella, Hoopy and Gerling. 13th, another SP7 car, Peter Ludwig and Rosenberg in their number 57 Porsche. And second in Cup 3, 14th overall, another Porsche Cayman, the 718 Cayman of Kai Reimer, who finished that car, finished the stint uh, to bring the car to the line ahead of Giacomo. And Kach, or the same car, I should say, Chuckamart and Kark and Rima sharing that drive. 15th, the best-placed SP7 car was the Ferrari 488 of Kohlhaas and Coller. We mentioned that a few times. Winner in Cup 2, 16th position for Hopper, Krantz and Mees. The SP10 fight went all the way to the line, 19 thousandths of a second in it in the end. But it's BMW who beat Mercedes to the finish. The KTM class, which is Cup X, was uh, a a winner for Griezmann and Bodin in their KTM crossroads. So uh, Georg, Griezmann and Florian, Bodin. And SP9 Am, the win going the way of the number 50 Audi R8 that was jostling for position quite late on, actually, in that race with a handful of laps to spare but well done to Michael Heinrich and Arno Klassen who take victory and their car finishes 24th overall. The TCR win goes to Vassel, Yearly and Schmidt in their number 806 Matilda Racing Cupra ahead of the Volkswagen Golf of Max Cruiser Racing. 31st is another Cup 3 Cayman and class win in the alternatively fueled division that was a care for climate Porsche Cayman GT4 of Kiefer, Pat Zelt and Schellhaas. V5 goes the way of Fischer, Sills and Sandberg so they have scored well in their class but as Paul made the point V5 not as well subscribed as uh, Cup 5 So that should mean that the uh, championship lead is extended in the favour of the two driving the 650 machine, which I'm pretty sure came home as the best of the Cup 5 cars. Yes, it did. did. Griesner and... uh, David Griesner and Yannick Fubrick, therefore set to extend their championship lead with just two races to go. Brinker, uh, 8.04. Cooper getting home on the podium in the TCR division. And the SP6 win... Goes to 2.15, which is a Porsche from Setup Wizard. I remember mentioning that as well through the race. Matthias Houtenrauch, uh, Michael uh, Krijbora and Patrick Hausman of the Netherlands. Other class winners on that page. H4, the 5.95 Porsche of Der Bommel, Karl Flantz and Ersing. Yusasan, another Turkish driver for Rent2Drive Familia Racing. They drive a 911 GT3 Cup car. Only car in the class. OK, but <laughs> you've still got to get to the finish yes. to take the victory. 308, an SP2T entry, which is the Peugeot 308 Racing Cup TCR car of Jürgen and Joachim Net and Bradley Philpott for Bonk Motorsports. And that I think is as many results as we are going to do because the podium is going to be completed well, Cup 5 will, will have also the AM winners from Team Equipe Vitesse Rent to drive familiar racing winners in Group H that I think I've just mentioned and the winners in the production cars so that will be the Pixum Adrenaline Motorsport I think that's class V4 actually Pixum, tri- Pixum Adrenaline Motorsport taking victory there and we should also have a chance to congratulate Matilda Racing for their victory in the TCR class large collection of fans and I'm sure team personnel right beneath the podium doesn't ready to
1: doesn't look warm there though does it
0: certainly yeah. not and actually the sunshine we had earlier on is now a distant memory. Although you can hear great reception for the duo though that take overall victory. So Fabian Schiller on the right of your shot, Dominic Baumann on the left and the uh, victory garlands are now being offered to Dom Baumann and to Fabian Schiller. These very historic gold bands, gold rings that are put around the neck of Schiller and Baumann. Tim Sheerbart is the next to be announced then to the podium along with his co-drivers in the second-placed machine. So that's David Arnold, Tim Sheerbart as mentioned and Eduardo Mortara and good to see handshakes all around between fellow Mercedes Pilots they take the second step of the podium and it will be third place for BMW for David Pittard for Nicky Katzberg and Jody Fanning. and that is their round of applause each wearing Vulcan Horse Motorsport overalls and all matching actually which can't be said for the other... Th- The other drivers on the podium it's a variation on the theme for the two winners and the pro-am victory going the way of phoenix racing as we've described so the drivers of said audi vincent kolb and steve jance now come to the podium and they will take their rightful position i'm gonna say to the well I've I've got to say to the left hand side of the podium we'll wait to see where they stand they're going to go to the far end by the looks of things yes to the little step on the far end now the gold bands being brought to both Vincent and Steve then as winners in the Pro-Am category and the step then to the left will be I think the place where the Am winners will go also driving an Audi R8 LMS And that is Michael Heimrich and Arno Klassen victors in SP9 Am. Yeah, the four rings would confirm that on the back of the race suits.
1: And who'd have bet on no Porsche representation on the podium uh, at the beginning of this race? Certainly, uh, uh, I I thought that uh, even though we don't have anybody from Manti Racing, uh, I thought we might get uh, somebody from the... Let's hear
0: the national anthem of the winning team national anthem for Get Speed performance, Get Speed performance. there it is confirmation and of course for uh, the drivers as well Fabian Schiller and Dominic Bauman although Baumann is Austrian isn't he? yes yes from Tirol in Austria so but it is the correct national anthem for Fabian Schiller nevertheless and now the presentations for some of the other classes represented I think I like about VLN is that you don't always have the same combination of race winners so first of all the group H winners which were rent to drive now there are two different classes in a in the H part of the race rent to drive we're in H4 I think H4
1: yeah car number five. Nine ah, yes.
0: five. that's the Porsche 911 GT3 cup car of Debommel, Carl Flantz and Ersin Jussussan as I mentioned at the time and also expecting on the podium at some stage uh, the winners of the production cars class which is Pixum Adrenaline Motorsport again production cars class is somewhat of a blanket term so apologies and the winners for TCR but just going back to V4 was that a victory for Pixum Team Adrenaline? Yeah it was for the winners of last year's title in fact Philip Lyson, Christopher Brink and Danny Brink so congratulations to those three who will feature on the podium and the winners in TCR who looked like it was going to be Matilda and number 804 for a long long time but it en- ended up being the sister car at Matilda Racing so the drivers uh, who were at the wheel of 806 now to the podium, that being Matthias Vassel, Frederick Yearly and Roland Schmidt who take victory in TCR. And that was a rather close run thing to the flag. But the Cooper look a lot like a Sayat, but of course Cooper now an official manufacturer entry as well. The sport arm of Sayat effectively. Uh, they take victory in a hard-fought TCR division. Many, many bottles of champagne are up on the podium as well, ready to be sprayed. And tricky to find enough space up there in a more and more gloomy looking podium it has to be said. Not because of expressions on people's faces but just the weather's closing in. Once again we did very well to have so much sunshine towards the end and a virtually dry track in most places so the final few handshakes taking place ah, and also Janik Fubrich and David Griesner will be found uh, will be given a home on the podium now is this an early tip perhaps to where the championship is going in VLN 2019 their points gap Extended with another victory for Pixim Team Adrenaline and the 650 car, very much in non-Pixim Team Adrenaline livery in their gold, white and black paint scheme. But they just have this very useful habit of taking victory in Cup 5. And it's all about the getaway it seemed. I mean that was just a a frightening first run down to the the, uh, first corner from the second row. They
1: more or less jumped everybody but legally, after that was reviewed. Uh, it, well, yes, I mean, the rule is that you can't overtake before you get to the white line. It does to stop you moving out of, uh, out of the two-by-two two grid formation. So uh, that was what they did. And, of course, uh, Yannick Fubrich, we reckon, uh, based on the fact that he has a zero score to drop, whereas David Griesner doesn't, uh, may well be in a stronger position come the uh, final totting up. But uh, two rounds still to go of the 2019 VLN series with uh, races uh, still to come in uh, the 12th of October uh, for the Barbarossa Prize uh, and then the final round on the 26th of October. So uh, the two final rounds within two weeks of each other uh, with the final round on the 26th of October, the uh, DMV Münsterland Pokal. Is that the ham one? Uh, Oh, yes, I think it might be. Uh, that's the uh, the Munster Trophy. Um, and, yeah, I think that's the one that, uh, you're right, does get uh, um, a leg of ham, isn't it? Yeah. it uh, gets handed out. As the
0: prize, I believe. Yes. So it's Red Wig's order of the day next time out. I'll remember that, because I think I'm down for that one. Uh, thank you, Paul Trustwell, for your company all afternoon and keeping on top of things that uh, I wasn't able to do. It needs at least two people across various different screens. And apologies for the slight lack of commentary as we call one or two cars across the line as well we're battling uh, one or two issues which are now ironed out I'm delighted to say Uh, and I think it's best that we sign off now as the weather closes in at the Nürburgring Nordschleife with a further eight hours of racing to go my thanks to Rob Lomas who kept us on air throughout as well and to David and Michael uh, in Germany making sure that uh, everything worked uh, at their end to ensure that uh, we were able to bring you Uh, In some cases just audio but we hope that you enjoyed a bit of video along the way as well and we'll have exactly the same service uh, as Paul says for the next race, VLN8 which is the second weekend of October, Saturday the 12th. Of October right here on RS3. Don't forget midweek motorsport will be here as well on the Radio Show Limited Network Wednesday night. That's an eight o'clock UK start time through till ten PM. And we will speak to you very soon once again part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. From Paul Trostwell and Johnny Palmer, it's bye bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production.
1: Tell your friends there's more at Radiolamont.com